This week's episode of Here's What I Don't Get is brought to you in part by... Fresh coffee. Smell that. Mmm. Welcome to Here's What I Don't Get. From north to south, east to west, the only formerly intrepid class podcast to tackle all of life's toughest issues. I'm your host, Justin Silverman, and with me today, back from his hentai world tour, it's Tim the Handlebreaker. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> yeah. And waited... Uh, waiting to be shouted at in public, we have uh, Tab Burt. Welcome back, everybody. And of course, who's got two thumbs and the tapes to GT Bynum sex scandal? It's Todd Seidel. And uh, who is not here right now? <laughs> I think one of Bynum's assassins got to him. Um, we, uh, I said, hey, yeah, we're getting together. We, we gotta, we have a guest. We gotta record at my place because my internet's still working. Todd's isn't. Uh, be over here at seven, seven fifteen. He texts me and goes like arrival time, seven thirty two, <laughs> which is the time we told Justin that we're going to hit record two minutes after that, actually. And then at uh seven thirty six, he texts me in a picture that says that his Uber was canceled. <laughs> so, uh, he might you show see, up see? in which case we'll plug him in if he might not, who knows? I but, was early. Um, well, yeah, I, 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 I would rather be an hour, uh, Early than a minute late, you know. That's fair. I think all three of us agree. We, uh, we <laughs> completely, I completely agree with you. Some people just don't don't get t- how time works. Yeah, I, listen, I, I am I am very used to gross incompetence. I, I do work with Tony from Hack to Movie. <laughs> I get it. I think it's all that siphon uh, filter. Oh, that's just mean, Tim. Um. Justin, so Justin Silverman is with us today. He is, uh, he works with Cinemassacre and Screenwave Media. Uh, you might remember him from his appearances. He's a, a, I don't know, a guest host or a featured talent on uh, Cinemassacre's Rental Reviews, which you helped create the show Rental Reviews, if I recall correctly. Yeah, but I'm not sure how much you can create, you know, uh, let's just sit in your basement and talk about things. <laughs> But yeah, uh, well, you got to take some credit. I, I enjoyed. So rental reviews recently ended. They did uh, after their hundredth episode. I want to say that was like three and a half years ago because of the way I understand time anymore. But I feel like it was just a few weeks. Yeah, it, it, it's only been like two or three weeks now. That's crazy. It feels like so yeah. much longer. But um, that was a great show. I, I enjoyed oh, it. I, I watched it. All the time. I started. I started just watching it when I when you guys did movies that I like already knew and enjoyed, and then I kind of just started watching whatever you guys put out. A lot like a lot like the way I watched Red Letter Media stuff. Started mm-hmm. out just watching you know one little thing and then started watching kind of everything. Yeah, we, we um, unlike a lot of the Red Letter stuff, which is um, pretty in depth because James is pretty solid at the in depth stuff. We decided to do something a little more off the cuff, kind of like, you know, friends talking, you know, like um, almost clerk style, like, oh, a bunch of guys talking about something in a, in a video store otherwise. So that was the original uh, point of it. But I think a lot of people wanted more in-depth stuff. And, 
you know, you eventually have people talking over each other, a lot of other issues. Um, so we eventually decided to just nip it in the bud after 100 episodes. We're like, yeah, I think we're good here, especially with everything going on in the world right now. It's kind of tough to get together anyway. Come and up. Oh. Come in. Here he comes. Uh, I was shouting at Todd, who is now here. <laughs> uh, there's a there's a mic cable on that shelf over there. Then you plug in, and we're already rolling. Um, yeah, so you, you were saying people talking. You, you decided to end it while it was still good, as opposed to waiting 192 episodes. <laughs> <And then laughs> <laughs> <laughs yeah, basically we decided to, yeah, like, like 100 was a good level. Um, technically, the two-year? Uh, two yeah, I guess the two-year anniversary of it is in August, so we're getting pretty close to that anyway, so I don't know. Yeah, and one the the great thing about YouTube is, well, until you get, you know, they retroactively decide that your video is hate speech, you know, because uh, Speed Two becomes the golden child of all film. <laughs> right, uh, it's always there to go rewatch, or and uh, you know, well, yeah, yeah, because they're all staying up there. Of course, you know, Rental Reviews has always had issues with. Um, you know, copyright police and all that stuff, and you know, we curse like sailors through the entire thing, especially me. Um, so yeah, yeah. I who who was it? Someone told me that if you don't curse like the first five minutes of your video, YouTube just I doesn't think care. So I think it's the first five minutes. Um, it, it's more about like how much they scan and all that stuff. It, like, like nothing is like a, a silver bullet to the algorithm, but um, there are little tips and tricks we, we try not putting uh curses in the first minutes of stuff um you know but it, it is what it is and it, it, it's not really because you know it's like, oh you know yeah. uh, if you have a show like you know it's bullshit which we now have to start with you know it's bs and after a minute you can start cursing um and all that but you know the, the whole point is to go why do you care if you get demonetized it's just one video or whatever but when a video gets um, demonetized or limited ads it hurts its ranking and how many people see it and all that so you you kind of have to be in the game the whole time yeah that's too bad I I think we were talking the other day Tim and I about and I lamented that YouTube used to be you know the name the name is the, what it yeah. is it's the people that create it and now we have more and more folks like you know Brie Larson just launched launched a YouTube to instantaneous silver play button and monetization and all this stuff and meanwhile like the guys who are just filming little ske sketches in their basement or you know, doing a show that they enjoy can't get any traction because youtube has become less and less about the people that want to create on the platform and more about star power star power mm -hmm. yeah and yeah i mean th their goal is to push um to help their advertisers and that friendly <laughs> content goes higher um you know, so there's a lot of that stuff going on, too. Uh, and, and I figured they they would trust uh, a Jimmy Kimmel more than, let's say, us, you know? YouTube is a... It's becoming more and more corporate, and I think that's kind of sad. Well, I, I think it's been like that for a while, but it took people to catch up to realize it. I mean, I've been doing YouTube since 2006, you know, just for funsies. And then uh, 2010 is when I started having like actual shows and all that. And I guess I've been working with it full time since 2015. So yeah, it's been around for a while and there's been a lot of different changes and I've kind of been through every iteration of it. So do you think it's going anywhere? 
Uh, you you mean like like it's gonna fall eventually? Yeah. Do you? I mean, do you do you think uh, that there's the next YouTube is coming, or that eventually people no, will get tired of it? No, I I I think much like you know uh, Fang stocks and all that kind of stuff. I think these these pillars uh, like Amazon are kind of here to stay, and no, and there's no way like everyone's so boxed out. They either have to merge or like like there might be alternatives in terms of you know for guys like us that have a. Um, you know, a certain fan base or people, uh, something like Patreon or whatever, like side stuff. But I don't think YouTube's going anywhere or there's going to be a replacement video service anytime soon. Um, and considering how many younger people are on the platform now, I remember when YouTube started or when, when they first got their mobile app, it was like five, 10 percent of it. Now it's heavy, like 80 percent or something like that. So you got a lot of people on their phones watching constantly a lot of younger people so you know it, that that's what it is i i've noticed that uh so i have i have two sisters that are you know lots of years younger than i am um and the stuff that they watch on youtube is not any i like i never would have imagined that's what youtube would have been when i was <laughs> their age well older than them and youtube came around because like i when when I first started watching stuff on YouTube, I watched like these little funny short films and then it kind of became where there, there was more of the talk show and the review stuff. And uh -huh. I like that, but they're watching like they're, they're watching just total garbage in my opinion, you know, Fortnite right. replays. And the thing that I cannot stand is top 10 videos. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like it was funny when David Letterman did it in the 1990s. Not really funny anymore. <laughs> right like like pretty much like their their algorithm because it's different for everyone it's like being in the matrix uh you know it, it, it's telling them to you're just watching these 50 watch mojo videos in a row and that's what you're doing today yeah i remember i i stumbled upon my sister watching youtube on the on tv on the tv in the house and the thing she was watching was it was just like pictures of furniture and then it was picked the same channel pictures of houses, but there was no, there was nothing going on. This is why I think she has ADD because <laughs> she's able to tune into this and enjoy it because it doesn't actually take any focus. You can phase in and out just and 13 videos play through and you're just like, Oh, I, I was looking at pictures of houses, but Oh, then she, then she would love rental reviews. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we have a special gift. Our friend Jay sent us a, a care package again. Another one. And included in this one is some InfoWars coffee. <laughs> and uh, I the, hope uh, Alex Jones has touched every single one of those coffee. Yeah, beans. the it says, Wake Up America. Immune support 100% organic blend. And it's got a picture of the American flag that's upside down. I don't know why. And then it has a, a stamp that says Jones for it. <laughs> above the coffee cup so uh it's a medium roast 100 percent arabica beans um so i've got a i've got a grinder right here we're gonna make some coffee and uh yeah if you do this while yeah. whispering it technically counts as asmr, ASMR. <laughs> yeah so i'm gonna throw this in the uh, coffee maker here and it's gonna take about 20 minutes to actually brew so, so you're you're using a grinder for that? Yeah, it's uh, this is all whole bean coffee. So I just fresh ground it. With the, it's a, it's a cheap electric one. I'm not one of the fancy people that does the. Well, I I mean I've used Tinder before, but not grinder. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I matched with a girl on Tinder that I went to high school, or not high school, middle school with. Wow. Uh. And we started chatting. That was crazy. I can't remember her last name. I, I, I recognized her face, but I can't remember her last name. So there's actually, there's actually some more stuff in here. There's uh, some Infowars stickers. And so oh, there's, a, there's actually some more stickers. Tim, you'll, you should put these on your laptop. Okay. This one's a, it's a red cross that says coffee. There's a bunch of Infowars stuff. Uh, death before decaf. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so you, Tim, you'll want to put these on everything you own. Yep. We've got um, GG Energy Watermelon Ice Supplement. I think it's game or something. Oh, yeah. hey, Mentos gum. I love the Mentos gum. You do. Uh, this <laughs> is a watermelon, so uh, we'll try that out. There's a lot of stuff, and uh, these, these look like um, uh, those things you put in a little 16-ounce water bottle and get Oh, it's a- Gamer Fuel. <laughs> it's Gamer Fuel. Yeah, you want some Gamer Fuel, Hell Tim? yeah. I missed him. This hey, is really weird because we don't have a table like we normally do. Uh, Jen J writes, Triple T, here are a few things to ward off cabin fever and help in your fight against the globalists. Sorry about mm. the torn bag. It was pressed against the original box wall, and I cut through it without realizing. Stay furious, Jay. That happened to me once. They, uh, they, I ordered a big thing of coffee from Amazon, and it was like a like a five pound bag of coffee. And I think they put in, in one of those home Depot boxes over there. Yeah. The biggest box they could possibly find absolutely no packing in there. So I get this big box that's mostly empty and uh, I open it up and the bag is beat to shit and all the coffee beans are everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Like, thanks guys. So, uh, this should be brewing. It is brewing. So, uh, after, after when we do the news, we'll do a, here's what I don't eat drink whatever whatever your thing is so we're ready to jump into some issues i think so well i'll go ahead and go first uh here's what i don't get transferring services i mentioned last week that i'm moving right and i mentioned at the beginning of this episode maybe i hate transferring services between buildings it's ridiculous the other big problem is that uh at this apartment i don't directly pay my water bill I pay my water bill through the apartment complex who then pays the city of Tulsa for the water bill. Yeah. Right. So even though I've been paying a water bill for two years, three years, I don't have any like social credit score with the city, with, <laughs> with this city. Cause I paid my water in my college city, Yeah, but that one doesn't count cause it's been so long. So they're like, yeah, it's going to be a $110 deposit to to activate services. To the new place. I'm like, the f- what a deposit for what and when do i ever get this back because the only other, the only way i get out of not having water from the city of tulsa is to move away <laughs> uh and that's that's like the the sh- the real shitty one the the worst is cox so last week we went and did movie night at truckin and tuckin's place yeah instead of my place like normal and i get home and my internet doesn't work i get home in like one in the morning and my internet doesn't work mm-hmm. i'm so I'm furious. Like, what is going on? Uh, I log into the Cox. It's telling me to activate my modem. Won't let me activate my modem online. I text their system, and they're like, someone will get with you shortly. Three in the morning, I get a message back. Hey, did you need tech support or something? Like, no, not right now. I'm in bed. <laughs> uh, the next morning, I get up and to try and sort out what the hell happened. Well, the problem was on July 8th. I called and said, hey, I need to transfer my services from my apartment to my new house. And, it, you know, I want to do it on August 1st. And the guy was like, 
sounds great. And then what he did in the system was he immediately, immediately transferred. transferred my <laughs> services, which isn't a problem if your modem doesn't turn off because it'll just stay connected to the network until the next time it has to request an IP address. And when that happens, it goes, hey, I don't, I'm not authenticated on this network. Well, we had a power blip on Wednesday night mm-hmm. and the modem rebooted and it kicked me off the network. So I called in and they're like, oh yeah, your, your service is transferred to the other place. A place that at, at this point I've just been able to move into. Yeah. I have only, I've only been actually allowed to go in for one day. Uh, so then I decided I'm going to just move over there and not going to filter through. I'm going to go. And I call Cox today and I say, hey, I need to transfer my, I need to change my transfer date from the first to tomorrow. And they're like, sure, no problem. And I get an email that says my monthly bill is going to be $105 a month, which is what I'm paying right now. Yeah. But my monthly bill is supposed to drop when I move to dresses. So now I got to call them again. This will be the fifth time on this for this same situation of just trying to transfer service between two addresses. The only one that was easy, the only one that was easy was the uh, APPSO because water had to do by phone. Internet had to do by phone or in person at the store. Gas had to do by phone. Electricity, I went on the website. My current address, 1234 West 97th Avenue, apartment 76. I want this to turn off on August 31st. New address, 2728 South Memorial Avenue. I want this address to turn on July 20th. And it was like, uh, yeah, you'll have a six week overlap. It'll turn on on the 20th. It'll, the other one will turn off on the 31st. No problem. Like, why can't all the systems be this easy? Why can't I just get, why can't the other people look and go, oh, oh, I see. I see how to make this easy on people who are transferring as opposed to making it a fucking nightmare. But you know what? I think more people will kind of let water and gas slide, which is why they don't have these systems in place. Yeah, because you need those things. Yeah, you you need them, but you you need electricity right away. Yes, you can get it. You can go get away with a couple of days no water, especially as you're moving between places. Like, well, I'm I'm not even going to be living there until the middle of August, so I'm not going to turn the water and gas on. I'm just going to leave it off. True. True. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just dig down. I just dig deeper <laughs> in the basement. I oh, and and that's so that's that's utilities, right? But it, it's even worse. It's like when you get a new phone, mm-hmm. and the Verizon guy was like, "Oh, I'll transfer all your apps." And no, 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 no. Just just send the activation code, and I'll do. I'll transfer the apps. I'll take care of this. They've made it pretty easy to transfer your data between phones. Like you can save all of your contacts to your Google account and yep. boom, they're instantaneously back and forth. No problem with that. But that uh, that was after years of before the smartphone, before like the centralized database of your information, when you had like your old crappy dial tone phone and you would have to go in and they'd take a, you know, and every, every phone had a different dumbass cord to it. Yeah. And they'd take the cord and plug it into your phone and then plug it into the computer and then plug in your new thing and be like, yeah, we're transferring. And for some reason it would take like 40 minutes. (laughs) Like what else are you going to do? You're going to sit here and just type in one number at a time. You big dummy. Like now I can just save all my contacts to the SIM card. Cause I understand how technology works. 
Tim, here's one that you're going to be on board for. Video games between the div, like the Steam launcher closes, uh-huh. or the not the the Bethesda launcher's like, yeah, you can get Fallout uh, seventy six for free through Steam if you bought it through this, yeah, and then it causes all kinds of problems with your your save game. Like, yeah. guess you got to start over. Uh, no thanks, I don't want to. Justin, have you dealt with any of this transferring between services? Well. You seem pretty mad at Cox, um, which, you know, I don't have that problem because, again, I'm not using the grinder. <laughs> um, you know, I, I mean, uh, over here, because, uh, you know, I'm outside of Philly, so we have uh, Comcast and all that shit. And oh, they're pretty I'm so evil. sorry. They're, they're an evil conglomerate. But, you know, I've been using the Verizon Fios, so that's been pretty smooth for me for a few years now. Um and I, and I mostly bitch, you know, kind of apartment hopping for a while now. But um, so usually they're already taking care of the sewer, trash, all that kind of stuff. But um, I've definitely had problems where you move into a, you know, like an older Victorian house and they split it into three different units. So you might be like, uh, like, for example, I, I was, uh, uh, my, my address was 69 East. Thank God. Um, surprised about that. <laughs> and then like the road name. And sometimes, uh, it's, it's one single line. So it's just like apartment one. Um, but on some of the services, it's floor one or it's front unit or otherwise. So sometimes the mailing addresses don't link up with the billing addresses and what's in the post office doesn't match what's in that. So sometimes they come to the wrong unit to do certain services or they don't see you in the system or they think you're lying or they come over to do something and they turn off someone else's unit in the back. Because I've had a lot of issues with that, but um, but not recently. The... The mix-up between units. So my my new house, I have a guest house in the backyard. And the guest house is a separate electricity bill. So I transferred my current service to the house, right? And so it has, it's like 2727 South Memorial Mm -hmm. House. 2727 South Memorial. Um, I don't remember what they called the the small house. It might have been like studio. Mother-in-law or something like that. Yeah, and then... But then there's also a garage on the property that's not mine that is also has electricity. And that was like 2727 garage. No, it's separate. It's it's further back on the on the on the piece of land. So I'm trying to like I'm trying to I still have no idea where the the tiny house or the guest house where the actual electric meter for that building is. Yeah. Well, I do. I do. I have that service now. So I have two electricity bills. The one for the house is right there on the side of the house. I can go look at it and see what my usage is, but I have no idea where the one for the, the mother-in-law suite is. It's it's not I mean, on the building itself. So my only guess the, is that it's somewhere else. It's so weird. Did, did they run it? Did they run it from a pole or underground? Maybe it's attached to the house, your main house as well. There's a pole. So this, here's the other funny thing. So there's the front door, and then you go around the corner. Yeah. And right right at the corner, there's a pole come like right in the ground. And I'm pretty sure that pole goes over to the house, and that's the feed for the house. But then right next to the big telephone pole that's coming to the ground, there's a conduit that comes out of the ground and goes in the side of the, of the mother-in-law suite right where the 
breaker boxes. Mm-hmm. So that one comes from underground. My guess is, my guess is that the meter is on the garage, which is way the fuck on the other side <laughs> of the property, and probably hidden behind trees that I don't want to go poking in. Yeah, because I don't get eaten by bugs. The, so, so how, how many times, Tab, have you moved in the past ten years? In the last ten years, yeah. Uh, so that would be since 2010. Um, I moved once, twice, three times, four times, five times, six times, seven times. This will be number eight. I've moved almost 30 times in my entire life. Mm. Yowzers. Uh, Yeah. How many times have you moved in the last 25 years? Uh, three. Let's see. One. Two, does moving back to it to does moving back count? Yeah, that counts. Three, maybe four, maybe four by the end of the year. <laughs> yeah, I, I offered Tim. He can. I told him he can rent my guest house. All he has to do is service my cocks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't even imagine like the change of address forms forms. Well, you just you just stop doing them. Yeah, <laughs> just just all the things that matter. Yeah, yeah. I just go into the into the systems of everything that I need and change the address there. I'm not having fucking mail forwarded. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> if you don't know where I oh, live. I don't. I don't need, have anything for you. I, I gotta say, f- fuck the post office in terms of when you change your address. You then like you go through the website and there's all these things for like, do you want coupons for Lowe's and this? I'm like, what? And then, and then you eventually get packages in the mail for all these, like, different, you know, advertisements and coupons and all that shit. Like, like who's paying for all that? Lowe's, it, so you do it, you do it through company? online. You do it online? Yeah. Uh, I hate, I refuse to do it online because they charge you a dollar. It's free if you just fill out the little card and drop it in your mailbox. No, it's always been free for me. Uh, <sighs> like, just doing the, like, the new address form or whatever. Oh man, yeah. Here it's a dollar. You have to put in a card to verify who you are. The thing that pisses me off about moving the is with USPS is that for years you'll get mail for the people that used to live there that never filled out their forwarding address forms. Uh huh. So you just have this pile of junk. Like what am I? Like I get mail from whoever lady used to live here. I just throw it right away. Sometimes I'm curious. I open it up and then I throw it away. (laughs) And I can already tell, I can already tell it's going to happen with this house because I've checked the mail three times. There's always like four things in there and they're always to five different names. Yeah. Oh, it's like, why can't, why can't I fill out a block address form? Right. Uh, where I go in and I say like, I live at this address any other here here are possible names that things would be sent to me under like uh it may be trevor it may be tab maybe mad cooks that'd be crazy <laughs> um maybe if i have something from a family member you can allow anything with the same last name and uh just for good measure I'll put in tim the handle breaker yeah. any of those names show up feel free to deliver it all of these other names fuck off i'm you know what that, that that's interesting like like let's say a mail truck uh, goes out, and let's say everyone in the country decides on this plan. How much shit's coming back? That is a really good question. Probably a lot. The um, when the house we lived in, when I think after I graduated from high school, my mom lived in. There was a handful of names that we got mail for all the time, and then the it was all it was all um, 
like bill collectors and, and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And those people Googled the address that they was there and found our phone number and started calling us, which they're not supposed to be able to do. So they're, yeah. they're calling us like, is uh, Michael Whitmore there? No. He no, and then at one point I got accosted by a sheriff's officer coming out of my house to get in my car, registered in my name. Take you ten seconds, officer, to search the plate on this truck and see that it's not Michael Spears or whatever the dude's name was, and not act like an asshole to me and make me provide identification in my own fucking home, <laughs> like I'm going to jail for. Dude, I'm not not paying child support. I don't even have any kids. I'm like 22 years old. <laughs> Fuck off. Oh, I was pissed. I was pissed at that guy. He came to serve some warrant, and I guess I'm close. You know, white man, white male, six feet tall. It must be him. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the big problem of all that stuff is that it doesn't none of this stuff happens automatically and none of it's easy. I got to Why am I constantly having to call Cox? Why can't Cox just be like, yeah, we'll turn the Internet at both places. And then whenever the whenever the modem hits on the, at the new place, we'll cancel the other. You guys can't figure that out. Why can't my other big thing about transferring services is one of the reasons I bought Skyrim twice Exactly two times. Mm-hmm. I bought it on Xbox 360 when it first came out. Yeah. And then about uh, 23 years later, <laughs> I bought it. I bought the special edition on PC. Okay. And for a long time, I just had torrented copies on my PC because I'm not going to pay for the same game multiple times. Yeah. Now, evidently, I'm in the minority since they keep releasing it to new platforms. And it's like... I think Skyrim on Switch is like 40 bucks. Yeah, sure. For an 11-year-old game. Yeah. Or I guess it's only 9 years old now. It's ridiculous. Like why can't why can't I go And the other thing that I hate about it is like what if I I have my old Xbox 360 save game that I put so many hours into? I just want to take that save game and put it on my PC and keep playing but with mods. Like how great that would, would be that great. be? But you can't do that. Nope. Cuz fuck you. For some reason, same game same architecture of the save can't move it between devices. Why can't I just like put stuff on a flash drive and put it on the Xbox? Nope, you got to format the Xbox to the format the drive on the Xbox to be real goofy, which then when you plug it in your computer, it just don't work. Yep. Well, that, that, that's because you're not playing a game. You're playing, you know, you're you're buying the privilege to play it on a certain system for 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 whatever amount of time. Yeah, because the way you tag tab the way you want it. That uh, that's not that doesn't equal money. That's true. It doesn't equal money. That would be the great thing about Bethesda being like, yeah, we have our own launcher. Uh, sign, download the Bethesda app on your Xbox uh, Series X, and any game you bought through our launcher, you can download for free on the Xbox Live Store or whatever they call. Well, that, it that's now. that's definitely coming. Like the it's coming to a head with all the companies just building basically computers like the the age of steam machines are here you're just kind of each box is just a different you know platform you're downloading games from at this point they all the same fucking stats really yeah uh why can't i mean you know what i you know what i really always wanted always wanted with devices was i really really intensely want the ability to use my xbox 360 controller on my playstation (laughs) 
I so wish you. There's you a could thing, just, There's a dongle you can buy to but, do it. Yeah, yeah. there's there's got to be a dongle. Yeah, there's a dongle for everything. Actually, what I want to be able to use is I want to be able to use my PS3, my aftermarket PS3 controller on everything that I own. Because it, it's laid out like the Xbox controller. It fits in your hands like the Xbox controller, which I like. But it has a turbo button and it has macro buttons. Is it not just Bluetooth? No, it, it pairs with its own little dongle. Oh. And that's what I, what I never understood. That's like uh, one of the things I hate about the Xbox 360 generation was that any after, all aftermarket controllers were wired. wired. And it was like PS3, they just you just Bluetooth. plug in a dongle. Yeah. Like, why can't I just plug in a dongle to the Xbox? Because fuck you. Yeah, they, Microsoft didn't want their patented wireless technology to uh, be in the hands of others. So fucking stupid. They, they don't need the wireless technology. Just allow the just allow them to use their own wireless technology via a dongle. Yeah. What's the difference between a dongle plugged in and a USB cord plugged in? Nothing. Fuck you. That's what my arcade stick does. Uh, it's got a, it's got a switch on it. That's PC, PS3, PS4, 360. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I wish more things did that because I was looking at the Logitech racing wheel mm-hmm. and you can get the, I think if you get the PS3 one, PS4 one, it's compatible with PC and the Xbox yes. one is compatible with PC. Yes. But there's not one that just does all, all three. It's all like, three, just yeah. fucking make a steering wheel and make it work with all the games. Stop making me decide what, I wish stuff wasn't so platform specific. I wish we could have this. Uh, you know, sci-fi movies, it's always this future utopia <laughs> where it's like, yeah, I've got, you know, you watch Star Trek and it's like, oh, uh, go ahead and upload that to my pad. And he just sets it against the console and it's like, and it pops up on his pad and he's like, all right, cool. I've got your report. And that's, that's the future. But in reality, it would be like, uh, go ahead and send that to my pad. Like, um, d- do you have the Apple pad? Are you an Android pad? Are you the new, like, like Starfleet mega pad? Like, oh, actually, I'm using a third-party pad that uh, my cousin wrote. It's like, oh, sorry, we don't support third-party pads. Like, God damn it. Well, I can put your data on this data crystal here, and you can transfer this data crystal onto your Starfleet ID badge. I can email it to you. <laughs> What's that? What? <laughs> <laughs> I, that, that's what, whenever anybody tells me that, like, oh, just email it to yourself. Like, why am I emailing things to myself when we're supposed to live in this world of, like, interconnected technology? Yeah, yeah. Nope. You want to transfer stuff between things? Get fucked. You want you want a picture you want a picture of you on your on your iPad? Get fucked. <laughs> oh, I, that was a whole thing. I forgot about that. Man. Was a whole thing, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, I I just cannot. I there's so much like I'm so happy to be moving. I'm so happy to be moving into a new place. And that has more space and uh-huh. it's going to really accommodate my needs well. And the cost isn't that much more. And, you know, it I, comes with that dungeon. It comes with that sex dungeon uh, for all my grinder finds. And but. The whole the act of actually moving is the biggest pain in the ass, I think, in the entire world. That's why that's why um, I see this a lot the discussion about rent, right? And about how rent's too high and people say, you know, why does my rent get raised every year? The apartment's not worth that much more. Like, yeah, you're paying another $35 a month to not have to move. Like that's what my, that's what they wanted to raise my rent 35 more dollars a month, which would put me 
um, at about $30 less a month than I'm paying for a house, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm living in a two bedroom, one bath house with a basement and a guest house for $30 more than this one bedroom apartment, 785 square feet. Yep. Where the people around me smoke weed and it gets sucked into my vents and makes my <laughs> my house stink. Where I can't watch TV as loud as I want to, or they'll call the the units on me. It was the first day you got those speakers. First fucking day I first got those. First day you speakers. got those speakers. We turned on Dark Knight Rises, and it wasn't like how far away is the TV from the couch? Ten feet, not even. It's seven, maybe seven feet. Yeah, you want to get a and, tape measure? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, and 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 now. I'm not saying my hearing is the best. It's pretty good. Yeah. I've been to a I've been to a decent amount of rock concerts in the front row. But I thought we were listening at at a completely reasonable completely volume. Completely reasonable volume. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I man, I'm going to I'm going to buy that sub and I'm setting these at I'm setting these at 75% power. <laughs> it's going to just fucking shake the whole house. It's going to be great. The THX boot up sound. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, how much is the the rent out there in Tulsa? So, uh, my current apartment, one bedroom, uh, with a washer dryer, first floor, is right now six thirty nine a month. Holy shit! Yeah, <laughs> is that a holy shit bad or good? Well, I, I have like, well, I don't know what's nice subjective, but a, but a, I'm in a nice bedroom apartment here. Close to work, one bedroom, uh, third floor washer dryer, the whole thing. It's fifteen hundred. Jesus Christ! <laughs> that is twice what I'm paying for a two bedroom house with another. Yeah, but, but you know, you gotta re- realize like we're all, like you know in Philadelphia, more ritzy area. It, it's it's yeah, yeah. And I mean, at, at the at the other place I had was kind of shitty. You know, like rates around here start at a thousand. Wow. If you're paying fifteen hundred for an apartment in Tulsa. It's a pretty nice apartment. Yeah, you're you're living downtown in one of the lofts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like one of the, yeah. I'm five minutes outside of downtown, and about twenty minutes away from the two major shopping districts in this house that I'm moving into. I can't imagine paying that much for rent. That, Me either. That, uh, man. Yeah, I was paying the this this same unit, same complex without the washer dryer is, is like under six hundred or or just over six hundred. I don't remember which. But I wanted the washer dryer because I oh yeah yeah so much so much easier to have your own washer dryer where you can just do laundry whenever you want instead of having to go to a laundromat. Were laundromats open during the lockdown? I wonder. They had to have been. Yeah. I uh, yeah that that's pretty essential. That's you essential, know? Yeah. I would say. I'd be kind of messed up. Like nope, you got to stay in your home <laughs> in your stinky clothes. Ugh. Here's a bottle of Febreze. Here's a yeah. Here's a Febreze bottle full of vodka. <laughs> you can spray it on your clothes to make them not stink, or you can drink so you don't care. It's your choice. <laughs> either way, you'll. This is your government stimulus in Russia. Either way, you'll smell like a Russian. <laughs> well, uh, should we do another issue? Should we jump into the news? Is, is the coffee ready? The coffee is ready. Well, let's do the news then. All right. Well, that brings us to the middle of our episode, which means it's time for. This episode is brought to you in part by the Ricky the News Network. Definitely not fake news. Well, Tim, what news do we have today? Well, and, and actually, do you want do you want it black? Do you want it uh, spiked? Uh, just give me a little bit so I can taste it. Yeah. 
Justin, are you a fan of coffee? Uh, I'm uh, nah. I'm more of like a, a black iced tea guy. Uh, I drink that uh, way too much of that shit. Justin, it's it's um, African American iced tea now. Oh, Jesus Christ! I'm gonna get canceled again. <laughs> um, no, like like if I do drink coffee, I do drink it black, but I usually drink it iced. I just don't like hot stuff. Um, you know, which you know, which is why I don't like you guys because you guys are hot. You know. <laughs> uh, no, like I, I've, coffee's all right, you know, but it's not my cup of tea. Yeah, yeah. I I love the smell of it. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I need I need at least two cream and sugar in a cup to get me through it. Yeah, two creams in your butt. Yep. <laughs> coffee, coffee yeah. ice cream, basically. I, I loved. I oh, lo- I love coffee ice cream. I drank coffee all the time at work, like all the time, and then uh, I stopped having to go to work, and I just immediately stopped drinking <laughs> coffee. It was crazy. <laughs> Well, speaking of coffee, um, police in Italy have intercepted a package containing hundreds of coffee beans that were hiding illegal drugs inside of them. Inside the coffee bean? And I'm not talking about caffeine. Ecstasy. No, around 500 beans had individually been cut open, stuffed with cocaine, and carefully taped <laughs> closed again with dark brown tape. Wow. Think about how long this took this guy yeah. to cut open a coffee bean. Use a little Dremel tool to hollow, hollow it, out. it out. And fill it with Coke and then put it back together. <laughs> that is, that is, that's quite the upper. Oh, uh, yeah. So. I'm not even mad. Just let him, let him go. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, you want to know how they were caught? Oh, uh, how? So. Oh, someone made a cup of coffee? Well, the police were suspicious. Uh. When they saw the, the the packages before they opened them, um, the names of the package they were addressed to Santino D'Antonio. Oh no! As in Santino D'Antonio from John Wick. <laughs> Santino is is the right, guy from the high the... table that he kills. <laughs> yeah, oh, they use the idiot. <laughs> you fucking idiot! You might as well have put John Wick's name on there. <laughs> To my now, favorite you know person, John Wick. Here's some coffee. Uh, I'm surprised the cops figured it out. I'm surprised they looked it up. Google. Oh yeah, that was from that movie. Like I, I wouldn't. Have, like, nah, you, you know, you know those, there was one guy who was really super John, John Wick, Wick fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess I guess that guy in the movie was Italian, right? Or what was he? Yeah, he was Italian. He was an asshole. Yeah, he was Italian. <laughs> Italian asshole, yeah. just like Tony from Hack the Movies. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tony, you know. Uh, well, Tab, you'll find this next story quite infuriating. Oh, no. Um, it's an article from Art Daily. Okay. Um, and they're talking about... Um, uh, let's see. The, uh, the New, York, uh, New York City Commission on Human Rights mm-hmm. has decided that um, the... New York uh, Philharmonic's hiring system is antiquated. I saw this. Uh, No more blind auditions. No more blind auditions. Because it doesn't allow for diversity. Apparently so. Do you know know what a blind audition is, right, Tim? Yeah. So for those people that don't know what a blind audition is, the way that orchestras and other performing musical group uh, organizations do auditions so that there can't be any bias in the 
and it's not just racial bias. It's actually no. personal bias. Yeah. And the where I first came upon this was in school band competition things uh-huh. where they would have the blind audition so that because it would be teachers from the schools yeah. judging who got in. And so you you can't have you can't have me walk in and see Mr. Kirk, my band teacher, <laughs> and be like, hey, Mr. Kirk. And then just like shit it up. Yeah. And and then have Mr. Kirk be like, that sounded great. <laughs> right. So they put up a, a, user, a, a curtain. curtain or a screen yeah. of some kind that's acoustically transparent. Yep. And they can't see you and you can't see them. Mm-hmm. You don't want you walk in. You are not. If you say something, you're you're out. Yep. You, Silent. You walk in. Uh, sometimes they give you a sheet, re- a sight reading to do. Sometimes you play you're, an etude or something. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's a combination of. But you walk in, you play. They listen to the quality and tonality of your music, uh-huh. and then they decide: yes, this person's good. No, this person's not. And I guess what's it's resulted in is a lot of white musicians. So we're now we're going to have bad sounding orchestras so they can be racially diverse. <laughs> it's crazy. Basically, their uh, their argument is that at the top. Um, at the at the like at the at the peak of talent, um, there's a lot of Asian people. No, no, no. There's no. Basically, what they're saying is that at at the peak of talent, that there's um, not so much um, difference in between uh, like technique mm-hmm. that uh, they should be able to just be like, oh well, since you're the black guy and you're both at your the highest of peaks of musicianship. We're gonna hire you. That's racist. I know it's a, it's, a, it's incredible. We were talking about this what two weeks ago? Yeah, last week maybe. Out out bigoting. Yeah, it was a yeah. couple weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I. It's absolutely mind blowing to me because just everything going on. It's not the libertarian candidate came out and said. It's not enough to be not racist. You yeah. have to be not actively anti-racist. Yes, yes. And it's just like, okay, so uh, what part of that has to do with like open principles and and an open market and li- the libertarian theory? If sudden, like, what's the difference between you now and every other candidate up there? Nothing. I I that's that's mind blowing to me. the The other thing is. So the an argument could be made. I could argue in favor of no more blind auditions because what happens? What happens? Why can a white performer perform with a technique that's greater than a person of color also performing? Why can they? Why are they? Why do we have an a non representative? Because theoretically, right? If if you know, black people make up thirteen percent of yeah. of yeah. the population of the u.s then every orchestra should have about 13 percent of their group as black people right it should be about half men half women if if it's truly blind but it's not it's it's disproportionately white and why do you think that is it's because uh it's (laughs) no that's not it it's because there's far more intragenerational wealth in white families that will allow, say, you to uh-huh. go, oh, I'm going to indulge my passions and, and practice violin, violin for eight hours a day. As opposed to, like, I need to support my family, my family. and I need to survive, right? Yeah. Uh, and so I, I could see an argument to be made for this, but I disagree with it because the yes. idea is that you get the best caliber musicians you can. 
Yeah. And the only way to do that is through listening to the music and the music only. Yeah. Uh, well, we've got one last news story. Uh, this comes out of India. Okay. Really globe trotting today. Um, a uh, a Bengaluru-based IT professional has allegedly lost eighty-three thousand five hundred rupees uh, to cyber to crooks. Okay. Cyber crooks <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> cyber crooks on the internet. Uh, so his company was laying off employees. So he began looking for a other job. other yeah. jobs. He found uh, an escort service agency, and. Um, he got in contact with them. They got back in contact with him. Said they were looking to hire someone. Uh, specifically him as a gigolo. As uh, a as a what? He a, was a, he was looking for programming jobs and got an offer as a gigolo. As a gigolo, <laughs> you know all those uh, IT nerds at home that, that are they're real good at the dicking. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's you know what it is. It's all that. It's it's that hot new uh, VR, VR, VR stuff. sex. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they need an IT guy to make sure it all works. <laughs> well, uh, turns out that it was it was all it was all a scam. They were just taking his money. Yeah, who, who could have possibly seen that one coming? <laughs> I love that. This, <laughs> I love that it's just like a random IT guy <laughs> as your gigolo. Like like you call in for a bachelorette party, yeah. right? It was like this awkward dude. <laughs> awkward Indian <laughs> IT guy. <laughs> well, that's kind of, you know, fun, right? It's kind of like how Chippendales, you have your firefighters and all that. Like, maybe the Indian IT guy is needed. Maybe. I just I just imagine, like, Morris Moss from the IT crowd coming into, like, this crowd of ladies. Uh, I was imagining. Uh, screaming. Camille uh, Nanjani. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who that is. He's a comedian. Is he funny? Yes. Are you sure? Uh-huh. Is he funny like uh, watching that Eric Andre special was funny? <laughs> no, I, I, I like him better than Eric Andre. Okay. Eric Andre is really out there. But he's he's out there in a way that's like, ah, that that's my shtick. I'm really out there. Here's my butt. And you can see a little bit of my balls. That's gross. Yeah. Well, uh, this has been... The Ricada News Network. Definitely not fake news. That takes care of our legal obligations this week, but you know what it doesn't take care of? Buying us more of this InfoWars coffee. It's uh, not caffeine bad. shortage. <laughs> this shit is good. I'm drinking We're the black. We're breaking the programming. We're breaking the programming. I'm drinking the black. It's not bad. I this mean, is it's... some really good coffee. <laughs> yeah, I, uh... I, I can feel myself. I think it's like, the fresh grind is what it is. I, you know what I think it is? I think it's I think it's protecting us from the globalism. <laughs> the goblins. <laughs> oh wait. <laughs> is, is is this coffee that cocaine coffee? It might be. Oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> We're gonna be up all night. Yeah. I uh I like this a lot. This is this is up there as far as like really good coffee. I'm surprised. Are you though? Yes, because I'm pretty sure this has been imported from the fourth dimension. I was going to ask what the ratio of uh, you know, human lizard people. 
Yeah. <laughs> did you see the picture of, um, speaking of lizard people, <laughs> did you see the picture of uh, Mark Zuckerberg this weekend surfing? Surfing. And he's got like, he looks like Palagachi the sad clown <laughs> decided to go out to the beach for some reason, but ah. not take off any of his makeup. Yeah. yeah. Yo, listen, listen, all I got to say is uh, the other day, uh, f- you know, for fun, I guess, I, d- I drove from uh, Trenton, New Jersey to Maryland on a jet ski. Um, oh yeah, I and saw that your post su- on that. Was that how fun was that? It was. It was good. Uh, you know, your fight. You know, uh, uh, Pence was landing, so they're closing down the river. Um, uh, the, like the Delaware River is like probably the one of the most tidal um, rivers of the country, so it's kind of messy out there, especially with uh, the giant shipping lane and and Coast Guard boats and all that stuff. So it was, it was messy, but. You know, the next day I was so sore and just sunburned as hell. So I definitely understand just slapping that shit all over you, uh, you know. Yeah, you have to, uh, with with sunburns, you have to, like, build a tolerance. Early on this season when I was driving around with the top down a lot, I got sunburns pretty frequently. Mm-hmm. But now I just kind of get a little darker. Well, I Not just, that much darker because I'm very white. Zuckerberg's fine because his inner eyelid will just protect him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll just get back and shed his uh, reptilian skin. So did you guys, uh, did you like take the train up to Trenton and then take the, like ride the wave bikes down? Uh, no, yeah. Well, you drive out, there's like a port. Um you know, it's it's pretty, and then and then the the, the jet skis just kind of hang out there, uh, and then you just take them when you need them, kind of a thing. Ah, uh, I see. That's kind of cool. But um, but yeah, but usually what I do is just so I don't have to put on suntan stuff. I have like gloves and a long shirt, so I don't, you know, because you're going so fast, the wind's hitting you, you don't really need to worry about it, kind of like a motorcycle. Yeah. So, but little spots where it could get in, like around my eyes and legs and stuff, it, it was a it was a fucking disaster. Oh, those are the worst kinds of sunburns. Last last spring, I think it was last spring. I started wearing V necks for the for the first time, and I was walking around downtown one day. Uh, it was a sunny day. It was a real nice day. My friend and I decided to um, we went and had lunch, and then we decided to wander over to the box yard and uh, fuck around over there and get some ice cream and get some drinks at the bar that's there. And uh, <laughs> we're walking. We I get home that that day and i've got a sunburn but it's just the strip between like where the crew neck would be and where the v <laughs> so i had this like i had this weird pink <laughs> necklace check mark yeah <laughs> around my neck uh it, and it was it was horrendously uncomfortable because it's just like this one inch of skin that is irritated but the above it and below it totally fine uh fortunately i've i've, I've my tan line has now grown into the v-neck as as time has passed, well, um, I guess it, normally we we talk about the Patreon now. So uh, I would say you know it doesn't support getting us more coffee. If you want to get us more coffee, you can visit us at patreon.com forward slash hwidg, which stands for here's what I don't get, which is the name of the show. And over there we have five tiers. We have the one buck tier, which gets you early access to each week's episode, plus our monthly minisodes. We have our two buck tier, where we throw the random bits and bobs we do when we get the chance. Uh, we're gonna be doing a Joker before and after eventually. We keep saying it. Maybe once I move, once we, once we once we get settled, once you get settled. You place. say we like you live there now too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we as in our recording setup. Um, then we have our five buck tier. We do our monthly bonus episodes. We just did one of those. The last bonus episode to be recorded inside these four walls. Yep. And this is the last regular episode to be recorded inside these four walls. It's the end of an era. It's the end of an era. 
And uh, then finally, then we have our 10 buck tier where you, the fans, submit films. You vote on what film we watch, and we sit down every month and watch a movie and record a feature-length commentary. This month we did The Transporter. That's out now. Uh, we really immensely enjoyed that movie, and not for the reasons you might think. <laughs> so be sure to check that out. And then finally, we have our big $50 tier, our spite producer tier, where for one month, every month that you support the show for $50, you can choose a person to not be allowed to be call into the voicemail. You can uh, choose how many issues a host gets to bring in. Uh, we're really kind of leaving this tier up to whatever the person wants from it. And uh, right now, we have a supporter in that tier. His name is Gray Bush. And he has banned, well, he banned Deadhelm from leaving voicemails last week. But starting this week, until he, he uh, ends his reign over the podcast, Deadhelm will only be able to have 30 seconds of his voicemail played. And, um, and until he d- decides to change on his whim as he is now the master of the universe. So. <laughs> but uh, let's get back to some issues. Justin, do you have an issue for us this week? Yeah, um... Okay, oh, yeah, okay, I think it's a, so here's what I don't get. Why are they still making Star Trek? <gasps> I agree completely. What, you, you guys brought it up earlier, you're talking about the corporations uh, in, in, in Star Trek and how there aren't really any... As you know, they're all destroyed in World War Three, which should have already <laughs> happened by now, but... Um, no, no. I don't know. World War, uh, World War Three is after the Bell Riots, and the Bell Riots don't happen until 2024. Oh, right. The eugenics wars happened, then that happened. Yeah. The eugenics um, wars yeah, ended so, in 1996. Well, I, I will say they do change it very, like, depending on what Star Trek you're watching, they do move dates around often when it comes to World War Three. but, um, yeah, pretty much, uh, I hate anything that comes out on CBS All Access, and I think Star Trek's been a pile of shit since Voyager got home. Uh, you didn't like, like Enterprise either? No, I thought... I liked the concept of bringing all the things together, uh, the Federation and all that, and, and even like the Temporal Cold War and all that stuff. It was fine, but it was just retreading on stuff. And I, I pretty much don't like anything pre-TOS. Like, what's the, what's the point? Yeah. I don't know. But, you know, you have two seasons of uh, Discovery... That's awful. Um, you just, you know, you guys were talking about um, diversity tick boxes and stuff before, which, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm good for here and there with a lot of that stuff. But with Picard, that was like, I'm surprised I watched it all. And it's and such a fan of uh, Voyager because um, like, like I grew up with Voyager. Like I went from oh, 10 no. years old to like 17 with Voyager um, to see episode what happened five, with episode six, the beginning of that episode. Yeah, well, yeah, what happened with Seven and Nine and yeah. Icheb, uh, Oh, man. And I, I've actually hung out with the uh, the actor who plays Icheb, uh, Manu, I will not try and pronounce his Matrinui last name. Matt or something? Yeah, Matt Chinui. Um We, we hung Isn't out at like, a bar article? or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and no, Tim. Hung out with him at Metra Nui and- is the island they live on, you fucking idiot. It's Mata Nui, you <laughs> I would know. I'm, I'm not a bionicle guy, but uh, yeah, but I hung out with him. So, like, I really like uh, some of that stuff in Voyager. And then just what they do, like, I was like, oh, cool, finally. We're, like, because I always wanted a Voyager movie. Um, you know, you, you, you see Janeway in Nemesis, and I was like, okay, like, like keep going. I want to keep seeing the prime timeline. I want to see all, all these people who got back. What are they doing now and all that stuff. I really, but all you get is 
I really uh, wanted to see them being murdered. A movie where uh, not necessarily like a Voyager movie or a Deep Space Nine movie, but a movie where some of the we started to see some of those cast members, like other than Worf, show up on the Enterprise or show up uh, with the Titan. You know, at the end of Nemesis, Riker goes and t- takes command of the yeah. Titan. And that would have been a really good opportunity to, like, take a couple of great characters from Deep Space Nine, take yeah. a couple of great characters from Voyager, and put them on Titan as the new team mm-hmm. uh, for, like, a movie or two. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, um, for the movies, yeah. I mean, I know they did a lot of that re- more recently in Star Trek Online. Um, they're exploring a lot of stuff right now. I don't, I don't really wa- I don't really play the Star Trek online, but I watch videos of it and see uh, the the continuing adventures of Captain Harry Kim and stuff like that. Or, uh, you know, um, I don't know. I, I, I think I don't know, I'm just I think I, I might be done with Star Trek. That That's kind of what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I feel like there's and, a lot of the fan and, group that agrees with you. Yeah. <laughs> and if, if you watch something like the, probably the last good Star Trek thing that come out was the ds9 documentary uh, what we left behind which i got to see in theaters which is great um yeah there's just so much cool stuff like the in in that uh movie they show you what a season eight would have looked like of ds9 and they, they like they um do like storyboards and stuff and it's really cool yeah um we, but you're not gonna get that now the the thing to me about what I what I've been saying for years, what they should have done with Star Trek is the next generation, next generation, right? When they did TNG in 1987, they jumped forward in time 80 years from yeah. the end of uh, the, the original series. So there's two generations in there of you know 30 years of captains and yeah. history that we don't have to have filled in. You can make a big tech. We, they made a big technolo- technological leap. Um, and there's, they're not constantly like bumping against the continuity of stuff established. Like they were still able to do after, after TNG came out, they still were able to do what three more movies. No problem. Yep. I felt that if bringing back Star Trek, they needed to jump forward 80 years and then you can, you can do the thing they did in TNG and where you, you know, you have a now very old Admiral Janeway show up or an Admiral Harry Kim or like the doctor is still uh, a now a photonic teacher at Starfleet Academy or something. And you can tell those stories, but you're not, you're not, a, you're not, a, you have to like still follow the continuity, but you're not bound. You're not constantly making things like discovery where it's like you are directly contradicting things we've seen in the series. Yeah. yeah that's, that's another reason why, like discovery was still a, a pre or during TOS thing that it's like, wait, I remember it not looking like that at all. Uh, I, I don't know. It, it, it's just, they just, it's just been so messy. I mean, cause I, I think a lot of the problems started not really with enterprise, even though I wasn't very happy with it, but with um, everything with the JJ verse in 2009, where they just diverted the prime timeline to go to the JJ verse, which was basically his demo reel for taking over Star Wars, which he also <laughs> ruined. So it, it's, I don't know. There's a lot of, like, so this, this leads me to a talking point is for a while now, I've had a lot of people ask me, well, how do, how do I get into a Star Trek? What do I watch? Um, and uh, unfortunately for Star Trek, Trek, there's a lot of landmines, be it 
um, some boring stuff, the TOS animated series you don't really need, uh, all this new stuff from Picard, Discovery, all that. A lot of the movies are bad, like, oh, have fun watching Star Trek V. You I, know, I just watched um, that today, actually. <laughs> uh, um, what does God need of a starship? Uh, but the- So I came up with a, with, with a concept um, that I've been trying to work on with the Cinemasker guys for a while, namely uh, Ryan and Mike. Uh, it's uh, Star Trek in 100. It's the 100 best hours of Star Trek in chronological order to the story. Um, and you just wipe out a lot of stuff that sucks. Uh, pretty much most Troy episodes in TNG are out. Um, <laughs> you don't so, want to see no another kidding. episode where Troy gets raped by an alien? And has a space yeah, baby? <laughs> no. uh, we can cut out most Luxana Troy episodes from DS9. Pretty much there's a whole bombardment of, of Troy Um <laughs> You know, you can cut out some, you know, you can cut a lot of TOS out because you can use the movies, which are better, uh, specifically um, two, three, four, and six. Um, you need three, or, you know, Spock does, you know, come back to life. So even though three is weaker than the other uh, movies, you still need it because it helps the, the canon. Like, this is everything in the canon that you need. Then you roll into TNG, you skip some of those movies, you go into DS9. DS9 is the hardest thing to do because it's so serialized from episode to episode. So. I'm still working on DS9, but a lot of the other stuff's already been figured out, and so far it's clocking in at 100 hours. I did a, I did a, my own a similar thing. When Tim decided he wanted to watch TNG, he asked me to make a, an episode guide, and yeah. um, we went back and forth, and we ended up, he ended, we ended up agreeing on cut, cut it in half, yeah. about half of the episodes of any series. So I did the mm-hmm. TNG one, and then someone was like, oh, you should do one for Voyager. So I did the Voyager one, and someone was like, oh, you should do the original series. And I was like, fuck this. I'm not doing these one at a time. <laughs> and I went through and made a list of all the different series, and I cut them more or less right in half. You know, Voyager, Deep Space Nine, and TNG are all about 176 episodes. So I cut them down to about 80 each. And Yeah, uh, that's the trouble now, because right now my TNG is at uh, 37, but DS9's at uh, 42 because it's so serialized. Like, I need oh. to figure out what to cut. Yeah, that was actually what what I ended up doing with D Space Nine was I made a reverse. So my my watch list is watch these episodes. They're good. But then I made a reverse one for Deep Space Nine where it was a don't watch list because it was much easier to go through and be like, you don't need to watch this one. 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 Yeah. Because especially like season seven, the last seven episodes of season seven are one continuous story arc. Um, and it's like taking all yeah. of these threads that they've laid out over the course of the series and tying them all together so they can finally end it. And it's just like, well, there's, you know, if you're trying to do a hundred hours and you want to tell the Dominion War storyline and, and the Deep Space yeah, Nine storyline, like, like you, you, you seven have nine hours, hours of just ending, stuck yeah. with. Yeah, because I think one of them, they're, like, hanging out with the Klingons for a bit. Like, you can take that one out. Um, or maybe Strange Bedfellows, I forgot which one it was. One of those you can take out. Um, but some of them are rough. And, you know, of course you need some really solid ones, like In the Pale Moonlight, which you need anyway. But something like uh, Hard Time, where O'Brien's, like, stuck in a prison thing in his mind for 20 years, which is yeah. a really good O'Brien episode, you can't have it. Because it, it you need the, you know, you're conserving space. So th- that's what I've been doing with some of my time sadly but on other hands (laughs) like like in voyager um oh fuck what episode is it called uh is it um damn it's it's a borg episode um but they introduced the borg coming into the show in a chakotay episode but that episode sucks but you need it for the next 
for for like what's happening oh, next. So you, are you talking about the episode so where, where he um, they have a collective on a planet and they, they turn on the board cube so that they can take control of the others? Yeah, and that leads you to the uh, then getting it like them finding out about um, like it leads you to like the, the scorpion episodes or whatever. I forgot what it was. I think I'm like I don't even see it on my list, so I think I might have just cut it out. There's there's actually one before that called Blood Fever, and it's a Bellana episode. Bellana yeah. is uh, sexually assaulted by Vorik, the engineer, who is on his the, pond yeah, the, far, and he infects her, and she goes down into a yes. cave and tries to fuck Tom Paris, and then she fights Vorik. But basically, this whole episode happens where they're like trying to build the romance between Bellana and Tom Paris, and at the very end, they like get beamed off the surface of the planet, and the camera pulls forward, and in the bushes is a bored corpse. I remember that. That was fucking weird. Yeah. I mean, that's not super necessary, but yeah. But yeah, so uh, there's there's a lot of stuff like that. It is... Uh, and that's why... And, and for me, this wasn't really to teach other people who want to get into Star Trek or whatever. It's because I don't feel like rewatching literally... Uh, what is it? Like 700 episodes? Like, I'm good. Like, I, I've done it. I, I just want to watch what's good. And still get the full story. It's kind of a personal project, I guess. Yeah, I'm I'm with you because right now, uh, the episode you're thinking of is called Unity. Um, yeah. Right now, I am working on. I'm watching the entire franchise, and by the entire franchise, I mean uh, everything up to Enterprise with die rolls. So I roll a die for series, I roll a die for season, and then I roll a die for episode, and I have a spreadsheet where I'm keeping track of what I've watched. And yeah. uh, do it going through that way, I kind of see these random episodes, and uh, it's funny how they line up because I just watched an episode about Seven of Nine where her cortical node goes bad, and Echeb um, deliberately sacrifices his, his own cortical node to try and save her life. And I was watching that right. episode, and I was just thinking about in Picard how they brutally murder him <laughs> for absolutely no oh, reason. Well, th- 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 there's another problem. It's like, oh, remember? I wonder who could have got Echeb out of that situation like i don't know it, it's only like he was friends with a fucking q uh i guess he he said fuck him yeah fuck your friend uh which is why you know there's a lot of channels right now attacking that like there's a channel on youtube called mr grin that i love that keeps editing the inconsistencies of picard and all these things and now it's attacking the new shit uh they're currently going after Lower Decks, the cartoon, which I think is the worst thing I've ever seen. I didn't even bother um, to watch the trailer. I've got, no. I've got oh, so please, absolutely no interest. Please, please watch the trailer. It's you're gonna get, uh, you're gonna go through every stage of grief and emotion <laughs> with that fucking thing. And you know, like, like you know, and, and they're also making Strange New Worlds, which which is like a Pike show. Which again, stop putting things before TOS. Um, and they want to bring but, they want to bring Kirk onto that that show. Or early, yeah. Even though it's established in the menagerie that Kirk only met Pike once, and it was when he took command of the Enterprise. So I don't know how they could possibly yeah, because, put Kirk uh, on the show. And, they, and I believe in the menagerie, and, and they cut him out because he he was like the audience didn't like him. And Pike. they they want to make Kirk a bisexual, uh-huh. which I don't have a problem with making characters bisexuals in your show. What I have problems with is like changing pre-existing characters yes. as opposed to just making a new one. Uh, I, I see. I don't, I don't even think I can go through the stages of grief anymore watching the trailer for lower decks because it's a lot like, it's a lot like star Wars, star Wars yeah. where 
Uh, it just means nothing to you. It, it means no, absolutely nothing. Like I see, I see the stuff for. I I got angry about Discovery. I got upset about Picard. But at this point, I'm just completely numb to it. It's like, yeah, we're making a new show with Pike. Yeah. It's like whatever. I don't think. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I don't think if we if we had done my journey through TNG that you would have even watched Picard. Then. No, I wouldn't have. Yeah, because yeah. so uh, Tim only just now got on the the Star Trek bandwagon like the last year. Yeah, I spent he, all of last year watching TNG. So good, good. Yeah. Um, for the first time, he's a newbie. But even even like only seeing TNG one time, we sat down and watched Picard together, and I, you hated it just as much as I. Oh did. yeah, oh yeah. yeah. It's it's just even outside of even outside of it being bad in the eyes of Star Trek. Yeah, it was still oh, terrible. Yeah, it's, just, it's just a bad. It's just, it's bad. just a bad. It's show. a poorly written series. Which which you know so you have a few things there. Like so I think I got my uh, being just uh, disenfranchised with Star Wars. You know definitely probably like Attack of the Clones era where I'm just like I'm good. Anything that comes out, it, you know, can't be bad or worse. And that kind of led me into. Um, just being numb of Star Wars, especially as someone who likes all the expanded universe stuff with Star Wars. And um, the same thing with Star Trek. I think I was pretty good. I think as soon as I, I saw Star Trek 2009, I was like, oh, no. And that was my Attack of the Clones moment for that. And, and um, you know, what the hell was it called? Uh, Into Darkness, really. Uh, <laughs> I still never you know. haven't seen that movie. It's I saw so it, bad. Uh, it's so bad. Yeah, I saw 2000, the 2009 JJ film in opening night in theaters, and I walked out when the trailer, the credits started to roll, and I was just like, wow, I cannot believe I spent money to see this. I, I will say I do like the score of that movie and some of the actors they picked and stuff, but I, I, it should have just been a miniseries or like they're just redoing TOS and it's like a fun one-off thing. I don't know why they had to connect it to that. I didn't know. Like, and... and like, uh, I, I think, um, who the hell was bringing this up? Was it fucking Tony from Goddamn Hack the Movies? Like, they suck in the sun. Where does it go with the red mercury yeah. stuff? Or the, what the hell, what the hell was it called? I forgot what it was called. Uh, red matter. He, red matter, yeah. I, so I, there's, uh, and then you have Spock, and then he, the Vulcan gets sucked. Oh my God, what a fucking, and they, oh my God, they're warping, they're doing trans warping and, the thing, I don't the know. thing, like, start if you took Star Trek two thousand nine, and you took all the Star Trek branding off of it, and you know it's they're not Kirk and Spock and McCoy and Uhura and Sulu yeah. and Chekhov and Scotty, and it's just like a bunch of random new characters in some spaceships that look like Star Trek spaceships, and they wear colorful uniforms. I could have enjoyed that movie. It was you know Space Force. And it's, you know, just a silly, right. fun... It's, it's just a homage to Star Trek. It's not I could have Star enjoyed Trek. that, but yeah, but the fact that they needed to call it Star Trek and have all the characters that you know, and... In the way that, like, Galaxy Quest is really fun. Yeah, the way Galaxy Quest is really fun, and, and the way they had to... Right. ...destroy our universe to make theirs. Uh, oh, it, like, like, literally, yeah, yes. Yeah, it couldn't, <laughs> it couldn't just be a reboot. They couldn't just be like, yeah, we're re- it's a reboot. They had to like explain with time travel shenanigans how it's yeah, a reboot. Yeah, yeah. But then, which I was fine with, like you guys made your universe. If I was in charge of Star Trek, like if they, if someone came to me and said, hey, you're, you know, here's $200 million, make me two Star Trek series. Fucking episode one of my new Star Trek series is going to open with a Starfleet ship in orbit of Romulus. 
post Star Trek 2009 so that I can just take a big steaming dump right on their stuff and go, <laughs> that never happened in our prime universe. Because what they you know did what? with Picard was they, they essentially codified JJ Trek into existence by yes. saying the, yeah. the supernova happened and it destroyed all, all Romulus. Um, they cemented that as being a real thing that happened in our universe. I am fine with the with, with, with the the the, rom, the with, with the star going supernova. However, I'm not fine with how it happens in in Picard and in 2009. It's just a thing that happens, right? I yeah. like the idea much like in um, uh, Generations, the Romulans were fucking with their son. They were testing out the red matter. They were doing something, and because of this test, which was actually the original concept for. Uh, mass effect on why the uh, the the uh, reapers were coming is because we were fucking with all that energy and all the stars are going to go supernova and then they got rid of it and changed it for three because you know mass effect's very star trek e inspired they took um, which is funny considering how much of mass effect they stole for picard <laughs> yeah oh a ton, yeah it's, it's kind of like the the self-eating snake right uh so I, I like the idea of them going uh, supernova, uh, but only because the Romans are fucking with their own thing, trying to like do, you know, they're, they're you know, shady. Um, so I, I can see a show where that happens, but the Romulan, that wouldn't destroy all the Romulans. Like, it, it would say, it'd be like saying the Federation got destroyed because Earth happened to blow up. It's like there's a whole That's, system That is in place. totally something Picard would happen in Picard. It would, no, it would, be, it would be like, yeah. it would be like saying the United, like everyone in the United States was was destroyed because Washington DC got hit by a bomb. Oh, please. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. I don't know. I, I I'm just saying like it, it it's it's JJ Abrams took the science out of the science fiction of it. He just made it science fantasy. Uh I I, I don't know. It, it and that just let everyone be like, hey, we'll just do our own fucking thing and now you get that handheld I guess it, fix I, anything thing for the card. <laughs> and, and the thing is, how how many people are actually paying for all access to pay for all this shit? Nobody. Like they can't be making that much money off this stuff. Like like how is this stuff even getting made? And with the fan backlash and people unsubscribing and all that stuff, like 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 people vote with their wallets. Are people actually watching this stuff? Well, what happened with with Discovery and uh, Picard was CBS made the show, sold the show to sold discovery to Netflix for a big sum of money for exclusive mm-hmm. streaming rights outside the United States. And they use that sum of money to ma- to actually produce the show. Kind of like the Canon model where you go like, yeah, here's our, yeah, right. here's our, uh, we're going to be making a movie and then you, you get the funding and then you make it even though you haven't made it yet. Uh, and they did the same thing with Picard. They went to, they w- went to Netflix and Netflix is like, yeah, um, discovery was ass. We're not <laughs> making another one. So then they went to Amazon and Am- Amazon, paid for Picard but they didn't pay as much so they had to scale Picard back because they, of the budget so like that's how the show gets made and that's, that's why it's been the first five episodes not even on his ship that's why Discovery uh, this season three there's rumors that it's the end of the se- season because Netflix only agreed to pay for three seasons and they're like we sure looks really like, don't want to pay for anything. it sure looks like it from the tone of yeah. the, all the, the stuff the, I've seen the, the problem is it it they sucked all the life out of it like they be, for doing what they did they just ruined Star Trek for like the next twenty years. Really, I feel like, like it's the best thing they can do because I mean look at look at what to happened with TOS. It got canceled. It built up a lot of mm-hmm. like goodwill in yeah. syndication, and then you know Star Wars comes out. And it's like oh Paramount goes, 
oh shit, like this is a huge hit. We need to make our space movie. What do we have? And someone's like, uh, we have a show called Star Trek that we can make. In 1979 rolls around, they make Star Trek yep. the motion picture. It's not a huge hit, but it's enough of a hit to make another it's one okay. and another one Which and another does one. super well. And you yeah. get more series. Like, I think Star Trek needs to die. It needs to die for like a good 10 years. No more shows, yep. no movies. Let it be dead. Let it sit on Amazon and Netflix and literally every streaming service and more and more people get into it and then come back with the next, next generation and hear what I'm saying. Give it five years, and just give and just have uh, a CBS or CBS sells it to whoever and whatever happens with it. Just let fucking Seth MacFarlane do it already. He's already doing it with the Orville. The Orville's good enough. Just, 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 just give it to him. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I I gave up on the Orville during season two. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I was a fan of it. Um, I do think they kind of jumped the shark a few times with it, and it's way too comedic for uh, start uh, for Star Trek in general. But I will say it's better than anything that's on CBS All Access. Yeah, I'll give it give it that. But like, I'd rather that's watch a real paint low. dry. Than- <laughs> that's a real low bar. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I, I always liked it. I you know I I why I think I liked it so much because I was so missing what you know much like Galaxy Quest. I was missing whatever that is. There's, there's like a, f- I like the fun and optimism, you know, I like to, one of the things that I like about Star Trek is there's a lot of discussion of, um, there's a lot of reference to like, oh, we had these terrible things happen in our, yeah. in Earth's yeah. past, but we overcame and them now we're, and now we're like, yeah. we we're creating a utopia and yeah, things are hard and people choose to live a life of hard work because we, we have this utopia and I'm just like, you know, I can watch a well, show like yeah, that. Yeah, well, that, that was that was the Gene Roddenberry thing. Let's look past the pessimism of these times to the optimism of the future. And then any bad things that happen are because of outside influences. So the ship itself isn't racist or, you know, you have a very diverse cast. You see that racism in this guy is half a black face and this guy has the other half of a black face. You, you do it like that. You put it outside of itself. Whereas... Picard or anything is the complete opposite where it, that's just what the show is. Everything's so pessimistic. Like everything is every aspect of Picard, every aspect of the world was bad yeah. and dreary and like okay, you know, here's a good are, example. Are doing drugs again on earth? Uh, yeah, everybody the, the snake, who works snake at weed, was is, it? Is, is is incompetent. People are having yeah. like falling outs with their their children over being a drunkard and it's just like this isn't this isn't a good future. This is I don't want to yeah, especially, for this. especially when they when they cured addiction and like they talk about it in TNG and stuff. Um, yeah. So uh, here's a shot. The last shot of Picard. They're all on the bridge together, right? Yeah. Um, and you have all your people. You have your males, your females, uh, black, Hispanic, white, whatever. All, all these different types. That's all great. There's only one alien on the ship. And it's the Romulan guy. Oh. That everyone else is human, right? Yeah. Am I, am I yep. right with that? Yeah, you're right. I mean, someone's half Borg, but she reclaimed yeah. her humanity. But it's like, where's... If you're doing this whole mission, this, 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 you know, it's supposed to be kind of like a Rogue One, Dirty Dozen kind of situation. Like, where's your Klingon? Where's, all, where's, the, where's this whole universe coming together? Like, you're trying to build this whole concept of, oh, we need to fight our current times and get out of... Trump's America and all this kind of stuff, like which you know Picard was building at, and Brexit and all these other things, and refugees and all the stuff he's trying to do. But 
then you don't use the cues that are in the actual show to build on that. You just kind of did it based on today's. Like, that, does that seem weird? Like, 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 like if you're gonna do what you wanted to do and say you're preachy matches, what? Why not just do it properly based on the foundation that the show already built, which is so massive and and, and just good. Like, I, I don't get it. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. Because um, the people that wrote Picard haven't watched Star Trek. Yeah, Tim, you described it. People, it's for people who don't like Star Trek by people who didn't watch Star Trek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a shame. It's a series that like has really shaped and influenced my life, and yeah. it's disappointing to see what feels like just it feels like more and more all of these franchises that I really responded to as a kid and ha- had a special a certain amount of meaning to me just like one after another checkbox off turned to total garbage you know star trek star wars terminator, terminator. jurassic yep. park james bond just like one after another james bond is the least garbage of them predator oh well the next one the next one you know and i i, I guess rambo uh i like the last uh, rambo yeah, movie. i was never you know what you know what as a kid you know what the the rocky movies are the, the creed movies are fine Oh, I I really love Creed one. I haven't seen Creed two though. Creed eleven. Well, Creed Creed, Creed two. Well, Creed two is Rocky eight or Rocky four part two because it's like a direct continuation of the Rocky yeah, four, yeah. which is the best Rocky movie. Yeah, I could see. Yeah, the thirty fifth anniversary is this November. I need to get I need to get tab to uh, watch those. You well, so uh, I started watching yeah. the Rocky movies years ago. I watched the first Rocky on Amazon because they were all on Amazon. And then I went to ro- watch Rocky two, and it was not on Amazon. It's never come back. They got rid of them. Yeah, yeah. So I like I don't I don't avoid them. Yeah, I know. but they're just not. I'm not going to go torrent that, them because I don't was, care that much. That that was a big problem with rental reviews as well. It's like, well, I guess we're torrenting everything because we can't watch them all. To, like it's like sometimes you want to do like so many movies in, in a recording or even like the Rocky films, you're like, okay, so where's this one? Where's that one? And sometimes that becomes a point of the discussion. It's like, well, where'd you have to watch this fucking thing? Or if you want to watch the, um, uh, the original, dub, the, the original English dub of like Kung Fu Hustle, you can't, you better find the DVD. You know, it's like, um, or like, uh, you when know, you guys we- did true lies and you found out there's no 1080p copy yeah. except for on <laughs> HBO. No, uh, no, they never. Wait, what was it? It was something weird, but I know that. Yeah, they, oh yeah, True Lies so has never come it, out on Blu-ray. Yeah, because James yeah, Cameron can't they, approve it because he's too busy filming eleven <laughs> Avatar movies that'll never come out. Yeah, because he has to approve every special. You can't effect fucking and take two hours to watch a movie and go looks good. God damn it! It's like Arnold Schwarzenegger's well, best movie. It's up there. Yeah, you know, it, it, I think I said in that episode, it's definitely like the pinnacle, like everything you think and know about Arnold Schwarzenegger, you get in that movie, like to a T. It's like it's like the flawless. That was that was the that was the end. Like like that's where it, it was at the top, and then it went down from there. We started doing Six Day Eraser, all those kind of things, like late '90s stuff before yeah. well, you know the, the Matrix kind of changed how uh, action movies went. Well, the reason why that movie is so great is because it has like it has comedy Arnold in it, yep. it has action, action Arnold in it, and it has actor Arnold in it yeah. and it's like the only movie that does all three and it has the best Arnold in it Tom Arnold <laughs> <laughs> 15 years I've been sitting in the van <laughs> tired of sitting yeah. in the van uh, I love such the end a of that great movie. character uh, uh, and th- yeah, that, 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 that movie is filled with great I love that I love um, the used car salesman 
Bill oh, uh, Paxton, Bill, Bill, Bill Paxton yeah. in that movie. He yeah. is so great. <laughs> yeah, I love the scene where he, where he fucking hits him right in the face and you think he died and then it cuts back. Yeah. Like, <laughs> true, true Lies is an absolute gem. Would a real spy film. piss himself? <laughs> <laughs> I got a little dick, man. <laughs> <laughs> and, and nowadays, you don't get those types of uh, action films, that type of comedy. Everything's recycled, or it, it, it's it's very it's very messy. And I, I don't. I mean, there's Marvel movies and all that stuff, but I, I don't like. That's why everyone's just watching things on loop on YouTube because that's all they know. You know, I, I mm, yeah. I mean, I don't. I I can't think of a movie that's come out in theaters that I was like, oh yeah, I really really want to see this. And not for a while. Th- I mean, wasn't a Marvel movie. Like I was excited about the Marvel movies up until Endgame, and now that that's over, I'm just kind of like, that's a good, that's I mean, a good uh, place to. You'll always go my, see a Senor John Wick. I'll, yeah, John Wick. <laughs> yeah. John Wick Four is yeah, the John, next movie I'm excited for. Probably John Wick. I was excited about and hasn't let me down. I was big on Fury, uh, Fury Road. I was big on Dread in terms of uh, action films that came out, but a lot of other stuff. I don't know. The other thing is like the act of going to the movie theater kind of sucks. Like the concessions are expensive. The people around you are inconsiderate. Yep. And it's just like, I would rather, I would rather just watch a movie in my house on my TV. Yeah. I don't have the big spectacle and yeah, I don't have the amazing sound system. Uh, but you know, I can just like get up and make popcorn. I can pause the movie and go to the bathroom. I can. I don't have I'm, to listen oh. to the person next to me chew. <laughs> I'm 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 kind of a, a movie theater purist in a way, um, you know, because I, I uh, my first job was at a movie theater. I went from concessionist to projectionist. I met so many good friends there, and yada yada yada. Um, and I was just really big on that. And nowadays, you know, with, with phones and going to the bathroom and all that kind of stuff, I get too distracted from watching, you know, the movie. Yeah. Um, or, you know, like I'd go see a movie in the theater and Tony from Hack the Movies would get up four times in the movie to pee. And I'm like, what, what the, the fuck's fuck, wrong man? with you? <laughs> We're watching a fucking thing here, dude. Like, I, I, I cannot abide by that. I can like, count on my hand it. how many times I've had to get up in the middle of a mo- movie at a movie theater to yeah. go to the bathroom. Um, I they've all pee, been emergencies. Yeah, I, I've been you, like you, you pee on that floor, man. <laughs> I my favorite movie theater was uh, the Warren in Moore. Yes, the IMAX in that theater had a bathroom at oh in the thing in the yeah the the theaters raked and at the very top there was a bathroom right there, and so I remember uh, I don't remember what movie I saw. It must have been a Marvel movie or something like that where there was a post credit scene and not man, like the last 30 minutes of the movie, I was fucking clinching it <laughs> and the titles start <laughs> scrolling and we were at the back row because that's where I like to sit in the movie theater and I just stepped over the back of my seat and ran to the bathroom and peed and was back in my seat before without I, missing anything. See, I, I think that's a problem that we have separately is that I, I'm very... Uh, front almost center a little bit to the left because that's where i sat when i used to watch movies all the time we like not assigned seating but that's where we'd sit when all the employees would do whatever so i have a very specific spot that i sit at and i have kind of bad vision in general so i want to like like fuck imax i just sit as close as possible and see that whole thing (laughs) whereas whereas if you're in the back of the theater you're seeing the screen is practically the same size as at your fucking house so why even leave I like to, you know, so I like, like to watch people watch a movie, the same way. Oh, because yeah. so because I, okay. I work in theater and I like to watch people watch my shows. 
I see. Uh, so I like to be, I like to slip into shows when I'm working, you know, if I, when I design a show, if I'm not working on the show, uh, I like to slip into the back row and just like, for some of my favorite parts of the show and just watch the crowd, how they react. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because that is, that's part of the experience of live theater for me. So like when I saw Hamilton, I saw Hamilton in row G and I hated it. Yeah. I hated being that close. Um, I wish I could have been in the balcony instead. Right. But anyway, I, I, I think, um, um, Here's the situation. You know when you're, like, driving on the highway or otherwise, someone cuts you off, someone's doing something stupid, and then you drive up next to them and you just leer at them and be like, what the fuck's your problem? You know, like, you're, like, you're thinking all these things in your head. Um, that's, like, me at the movie theater when someone walks in late or they're making noise or, like, like I'm very... I'm kind of an asshole when it comes to, like, movie theater experience. I'm like, like, w- why are you ruining this for everybody kind of a thing? And, um... I don't know. Yeah, I've I've definitely shouted at people in movie theaters. I wish more movie theaters would be like, nope, sorry, you're not allowed in after the after the I, movie I started. Um, Justin wouldn't know this unless he listened to this exact episode. But when I went to go see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, uh, mm-hmm. the weekend it came out, the lady next to me, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> was listening to a church sermon very loudly on her phone uh, while what? the movie had started. That's some Oklahoma shit. Man. I know you're watching a. Qu- you're at the. You're. I, uh, it's okay. Sunday morning and you're seeing a Quentin Tarantino movie. <laughs> oh well. But I gotta get I, my I, Jesus I think, in. I think that the, we'll praise it. Uh, like so, when when I usually see movies, either for when I was doing the rental review stuff or just in general, I always go on like Wednesday last show. I'm by I'm pr- practically by myself. Yep. Um, That's my favorite. You know, like. Theater. I try I try showing up early, you know, I get drinks and stuff, I go to the bathroom right away so I know I'm good for the film. I always stay till after the credits because I like, you know, not, you know, Marvel movies have trained people to watch the credits, but I've always, you know, respected the craft enough to sit to the end. And I like seeing what, 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 uh, what number the MPAA gives to the film. It's, you reflect on the film, the soundtrack. I've always been more about the um, experience together. Um, I'm not sure if that sounds elitist or not, but um, you know, you just see people get up and they're shitting all over the place and they're leaving their food. And as someone who's cleaned so many fucking theaters in my life, like I have so many war stories about cleaning movie theaters and just how that goes. Um, yeah, people just destroy that shit, and and I, I don't know. That's why I always get I always get the largest popcorn, the one that comes with a free refill. Mm-hmm. And right when the credits start to roll, I go and get it refilled completely. And I get I have them put extra butter, extra extra butter on there. And then you I take just it home. walk back into the theater and, and dump it on and, the floor. <laughs> no, I, I punt the bucket back in. I stand at the bottom of the seating and I punt the bucket back into the seating. That way, it's like it's literally everywhere. And then fuck <laughs> that. As I walk out the door and the cleaning guy walks in, I'm just like like Hey, have a good day. Hey, man <laughs> no no you have to find the bucket and put it on his fucking head yeah. <laughs> no I'm, 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 I'm usually pretty good about actually packing my trash <laughs> out. the thing is like you you have a giant tub of popcorn yeah just it's use the that perfect as a receptacle trash to use as a trash can uh. yeah because like, like you know back in the day like we would clean like because you know they the movies were so back to back and you'd be shorthanded you would just use a fucking leaf blower no joke and you blow everything <laughs> under the screen to take care of it later yeah. that's a classic trick like there's a lot of i don't know and now that movie theaters are so digital and you don't build film anymore and it's all like that that craft is is dead like oh yeah uh, Proje- being that, like, a projectionist used to be an art 
and now it's just you. It's like the same thing as hitting play on your iPod. Like you yeah, get a little was, hard drive was, and you put it in the projector and it's just like, yep. this starts at 7.05, set the timer. Yeah, and then if no one shows in after a bit, they turn it off and whatever. Um, yeah, there's that. There's, uh, in in uh, New Jersey, where I grew up, there was a, a theater called The Ritz in Voorhees, New Jersey. Not to be confused with the Voorhees Memorial Shopping Center from Reynolds. <laughs> and uh, their thing was um, they didn't allow anyone under 16 at all ever in the theater um, even though the, they showed a lot of art films, sure, and all that stuff, but it was like high caliber, like food, and it was really nice. Um, you couldn't come late to the movie. You couldn't come more than like two minutes late into it or anything like that. Um, they they would barely show previews or there was no ad, so like it would start practically on time. It was a very awesome experience, and no one would trash the theater because of it. But it when when you go to these multiplexes, it's just like such a shit show. Yeah, the the more theater. Or the, the the Warren Theater when it was uh, privately owned, they would do these light shows, but on mm-hmm. the curtain, the grand drape before the and the, there was a grand drape covering yeah. the screen, so <laughs> you walked into a theater and you couldn't see the screen. Like I hate, I cannot fucking stand going to the movies anymore because there's always that like first look with Marina Menounos, and I'm just like, oh, oh. I'd like to just take your fucking skull and smash it like the fucking Terminator in a big oh. flat press, you stupid bitch. She'd like that. And sometimes they, they let you, like, vote on things with your phone and shit. It's like, you told us not to have the phones. You stopped training them to do the opposite. So the, the Warren, the more, yeah, the Warren would do these light shows on the, on the screen. I was like, man, how great would it be? They do this light show. The curtain flies out. And then it just, you know, boom, here's your movie. But then yeah. it would, the curtain would fly out and it'd be like, here's a bunch of ads for Coke and reminders to turn off your cell phone and there's no smoking inside and 35 minutes of previews for movies you don't give a single fuck about. Oh, and now here's the movie. It's just like, I felt that it really killed the mood because... Oh, yeah, they it's would, like 45 minutes. They would do, they would, it was all this buildup and like, I would be, I would feel that excitement of seeing the curtain fly out and then it got bought out by Hollywood theaters yep. and now... They don't do the light shows on the curtains, and the curtains are just flown out, and they're permanently out, and it's over. And it's really yeah, disappointing. You, you, like, back in the day, you'd have to build, like, those cues onto the film reel to, like, tell the projector when to open the screens and all that stuff. It was actually pretty cool how they used to do it. But speaking of light shows, have, have, like, on this side of the country, we only really have um, Regals and AMCs now. Um and Regal, have you have you heard of the 4DX theaters? Yes, we went and saw uh, Jurassic Park and Avengers Endgame in the 4D. I, I, that is against everything I stand for in this. Like, especially like they have fog and rain. I think uh, we saw John Wick two there or something like that. And or no, was it three? I forgot which one it was. But there's so much fog in the theater because like they make it this realistic experience. Well, guess what? The screen's not backlit, so now there's <laughs> fucking. It's like turning on your fog, like your headlights in fog. Like you just fucked the whole thing up. Yeah, we uh, we I, we were both pretty underwhelmed by it. Yeah, but we are planning on going again the one last time when we when uh, Fast and Furious Nine comes out. <laughs> okay, maybe for movies like that, that shit works, but. My my I, least I favorite know. part of that 4D was experience, the smell? The, well, yeah, well, they promised smells, and then like I mean, Jurassic Park, they had two smells. It was like motor oil and dirt. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, the, the other thing was like fog juice and was butter. The flashers. Oh, the flashers were the worst. The flashers they're pointed at the screen. They're <laughs> they're on either side of the screen, so it completely takes you out of the. It's like oh, suddenly I'm in a movie theater now. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, let's jump into your last issue, Tim. What's your issue this week? Here's what I don't get. 
pretending that you care. Yeah. So uh, people might have heard that Burger King uh, is is getting ahead of the next um, the next big scare in media, and uh, they're helping out the environment. Yeah. Uh, they've they're introducing um, uh, methane reduced patties, methane reduced beef patties. So they say that um, because of um, because of the farming they do for cows, yeah, um, their burps and farts. Most people think. Most people assume. Most people say farts. Yeah, it's actually the burps um, that produce the most methane. But because of all the methane uh, and you know environment stuff, uh, Burger King has decided um, to have these methane reduced patties. They say they're reducing their emissions by thirty three percent. Uh huh. In some locations. In some locations. Well, they, yeah. yeah, they've had just like all fast food things. You're like, here's the new cheeseburger. Here's our new cheeseburger only available in Indiana. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they got to test it out in a market first. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the thing is they don't care about the environment. Burger King does not give one iota no. of a shit about the environment. Uh, because if they did, they would just stop selling hamburgers. Exactly. Uh, and not only that, not only that, but uh, I got an, I got a science article up here. Oh, he's got he's got sources and stats. I got sources and stats. And guess what? I got stats for you. They care even less than what they they say they do. Oh, no. Because um, the quote, 33 uh, percent number uh, had it, it's. The the thirty three percent number comes from a single study done um, at the Autonomous University of the State of Mexico, right? So, yeah, 30, that sounds like a reliable source. There are thirty three percent. It's from one study which another another uh, college did and couldn't duplicate the results of. Yeah, that makes that not a good study. Um, was it like Bovine University? <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. And then they're lying about the 33% because the 33% only applies to the last three or four months of the cow's lives when they fatten them up yeah. to become burgers. Here's the thing is 75, more than 75% of a cow's lifetime methane emissions are before that. Uh-huh. And the average cow is between 18 and 24 months old before they kill it. Um, so if you take that into account, uh, the 33% goes down to about 3% (laughs) and then still only in select markets that, and then if you include the processing and transportation of B of the beef, it's even lower. Oh my God. Yeah. So wait, I'm confused. So, so the, 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 does the, the beef doesn't have less methane in it, right? They're just trying to kill the, the cows quicker. Like I'm a little confused by, by what you mean by less methane beef. It means that so uh, what the they, cow what? produces, like if a cow farts a uh, hundred farts in their lifetime, yeah. or burps, yeah, yeah or yeah. burps, then what they're with this process, they claim they can eliminate thirty three of those farts in in the lifetime of the cow. 
not no, in, in, not even a lifetime in the last three or four months. Well, that's, well no, but but that's well, that the means, claim that, that they're making, yeah. right? But in reality, so, so, they're that, only so, they're only getting rid of three farts in the yes. lifetime of the cow. Is that is that by feeding them something different? Yeah, yeah. So or grass instead of lemongrass. They're at, they add lemon. Oh, okay. they add lemongrass into the feed, which um, uh, the university in Mexico did, and that's how they got their um, yeah. study. Um, UC Davis uh, researchers are the ones that did it in California. Um, they use a different type of lemongrass, uh, which they said could have had an effect on the study. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even then, like it's it's a, it's a nothing of a gesture. Well, from what I was reading, the feeding of the cows grass is instead of the instead of corn like they're normally fed. Uh, is you don't end up with as good a quality of beef and it takes more to feed them as much because it's not as complex of a whatever some like sure. carbohydrate or yeah, whatever yeah. the yeah they, they they can't yeah they 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 need fat in the meat like they're cleaning the carbo load and yeah and they and they make and they make um ground beef out of the shittiest part of the cows like that that might make that might that might make better ribeye and shit but that's not going into the you know yeah. the the whopper and this is what I'm saying I'm saying. Just feed all the cows, other cows. You get that mad cow beef. That's the real impo- that's, that's the real in- fucking impossible whopper. That's the impossible whopper. Like, like that's Good luck. a uh, that's like a fallout drug, right? Where you feed you ghoul a, you, bits to you, you eat a burger and you get a little bit of mad cow <laughs> for right. Yeah, the, the, the next the, the thirty rats. minutes. Yeah. The next thirty minutes, your AP is boosted. <laughs> I. This is this is not the only pretending to care. Oh no! Oh no! Uh, we see this from corporations a lot. Uh-huh. You know, especially right. with the Black Lives Matter movement now. Yep. Uh, the Pride Month. Pride Month is my absolute favorite. It's oh, where they change it over the next day. Yeah, all the yep. all these Twitter avatars. You know, they they take like Bethesda and they put the rainbow flag and the yep. Bethesda logo, and you know. What July first, boom, boom, right back to normal. But what's what's the best part about that is, is that you know Bethesda's chain, Bethesda US, Bethesda UK, Bethesda Mexico. Those are all changed to pride flags. But yeah. Bethesda China and Bethesda nope. Saudi Arabia, nope, not changing those at all. It's just like <laughs> this is just pandering. Like you don't, you don't actually believe any of this. Yeah, I can. It's like we were talking about. Um, Rose McGowan, right? And I said that bitch is crazy. Yeah. But at least we could have a conversation yeah. because she believes yep. her crazy bullshit. Yep. If these, like, you can't, a corporation, corporations don't stand for anything other than profit. And I really yeah. wish more yeah. of them would just come out and be like, yeah, we don't give a fuck about the environment. <laughs> We're selling you a 25 cent shit patty yeah. for $5 because it means we make $3 in profit. Uh huh. Get fucked. <laughs> Eat it or don't. I, I guess I, that's kind of what Arby's did, right? Their whole marketing campaign is like, we have meat, that's it. Yeah. That's, Fuck it. That's all we need. I, I don't need I don't need some like cushioning story about how you massage the cows. Yep. It's like, this, I, I'm just this buying a shitty fast food hamburger. Derek. <laughs> His favorite color was blue, and he had a squeaky toy that was a duck that he enjoyed very much. Are you describing a cow or a dog? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a. And here's the thing: is like they announced this with this music video with a like a kid singing like a country song. Yeah, it's pure propaganda. 
yeah, with like with all the images of the cows and the the terrible environment. It's like, how about you? How about you show the kids the the force feeding you do to the cows in the last three months instead? That will probably want them to to not eat beef. <laughs> that makes me want to eat beef. Yeah, more. I, I I think there's two paths you got to go down. It's either you're feeding the cows to the other cows, or everyone just eats crickets. Um, there's nowhere in between. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And you just have to, you just got to pick your, pick your poison. Do you want, do you want the, uh, you know, if your, if your goal is to help the environment, it's either you got to figure out how to get rid of all the cows, which is easily feed them to the other cows. Um, or you get the, uh, you know, the giant crickets. The thing that I don't understand about the people, like the vegan people that want to not have us raise cows for yeah. food. Um, what do they think is going to happen to the cow species if we're no longer raising them for, for food? Do they think we're going to have like cows in a zoo what no. was the cow species like before we like I mean, that must be like ten thousand years yeah, ago was, like like when what did the uh that was i think twelve thousand bc when we <laughs> domesticated ago, right? uh cows and pigs they, wa- they just walked around eating grass well yeah there they must have been some kind of roaming prairie mammal yeah and then we took him and taught him that like hey if you stay inside this fence we'll keep feeding you they're like that sounds awesome <laughs> and then you know 24 months later we we're like hey, occasionally, occasionally buddy yep okay. one of your buddies disappears like what happened to todd oh don't worry about todd the the, the farm <laughs> boy's coming over he's gonna jerk me off <laughs> uh i i wish i wish we could just like live in a world of honesty you yep. know where people would just say be honest that we don't care yeah i wish i wish people could be proud of just like not caring like steam you know with the yeah we don't care what games you put on here we're just a platform (laughs) for games we don't give a shit just full nihilism yeah (sighs) cows you know it's there all of these have you ever been to like a a trendy hipster free earth restaurant the closest like I have is Elote here in town. Yeah, that's not that's not even close. It's not even close, but yeah, I they, they they got they got stuff like that in Philly, New York, where I go to a lot. I mean, a lot of the chairs don't fit me, but <laughs> there was there was a place in my uh, college town called the Earth, uh-huh. the, and they had oh. you know free range organic this and all that kind of stuff, and the food was pretty good, but it was also like their turkey club was uh, I think fourteen dollars. Which is a lot here for be a, a turkey big, club. There better be a big turkey club. Big it was like a medium sized turkey club, but, but it's because all the all the ingredients cost a lot more, and yeah. that's that's great. You know, if you're making one hundred sixty five thousand dollars a year, and yeah. your your wife also or your husband also makes about that, yeah. and you live in a giant house, and you just have nothing but money to blow on everything, but if you're making like forty five thousand dollars a year, um. You're buying canned food and you're buying big bulk packages of lunch meat. You don't have the the time or the, luxury. the money, the luxury to buy all this free range organic bullshit. No. You need the cheap, you need the most amount of calories for the least amount of money. And the one that's produced the most so it can so it can be the cheapest. Yeah. Uh, well, that's like that's like feeding the cows the corn. I guess the regular like regular people are like, all right, you sit in this pen and we'll just keep feeding you. That'll be good. Yeah. Well, but the thing is, like to me, that company cares more about about the consumer than the free range organic uh-huh. 
company. We're trying to get you because we're trying to get you food for the least amount of cost possible. Well, yeah. I mean, we're still making a profit. We're not. A, it's not a charity here, <laughs> but at least we're not like trying to deceive you with marketing gimmick hype. Yeah, yeah. you know, this is the, well, the, the, the Burger King the, burger the, the, is all hype. The the deceptive stuff is what gets more people to buy the product. Therefore, it is the most profitable thing to say. You know. Yeah, I guess so. We live in a world of sheep. Ah. Do you remember the Pizza Hut triple decker pizza? No. That sounds awesome. It only had two decks. Oh, it was like pizza toppings, pizza toppings? Yeah. Yeah, that's a double decker. They called it a triple decker. Lying bastards. Yeah. Well, I mean, (laughs) I I, I could see it being like a quad because there's, you know, layer of thing, then Uh bread, layer of thing, then bread. But three seems awkward. Man, you're making me think of uh, the Papa Murphy stuffed pizza. That's a good pizza. That's a good pizza. That's a good issue, Tim. People pretending to care. I don't care about the issue really. I just brought it on for <laughs> for points. Yeah, I, I, I was I was more interested about the cows and the methane, to be honest. Well, uh, I guess that brings us to the end of our episode. Justin, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Uh, we'll be we'll be uh, watching those numbers yeah, closely to make sure I, you beat Tony's Tony's, <laughs> Tony's <numbers>. episode, <laughs> his two episodes. That's right. Or, no, yeah, he's I, three. I, three I, he's, he's on three. Wow, man. Yeah. One of them I wasn't even on. Yeah, that's how much I will always talk about shit talking Tony movie theater Star Trek. You know that those are my favorite things to do. That's good. Uh, I. I hope we get to see more of you on uh, whatever Cinemasker has going on. I, I you know what my favorite appearance of Justin on Cinemasker was what? when he was um, uh, the clown guy from Spawn. Oh, um, what is his name? Um, Violator. 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 Yes. In the the Mortal Kombat ripoff episode, or that was it was that was the no that it was teasing the Mortal Kombat ripoff episode. It was uh, it, it, spawn it was all the too. Spawn games. Yeah, man, that was great. That was so great. <laughs> Uh, so I hope we see more of you through Cinemasker and, uh, yeah, do, doing more stuff on there. We're going to starting our own podcast stuff soon and a bunch of other shit, let alone, you know, with Screenway where we publish games and do a bunch of other crap. I'm always doing something. You can just follow me on Twitter at Justy Silverman. See what I'm up to. Check out his That's Gengar it. collection. Oh, uh, I do. Yeah. I have the world's largest, which we're actually doing a video on that soon as well. Do you really have the like, world's largest? Are you like, do you have a certificate? Um, I don't think there's a certificate because at that point, you if they come over here, I'm going to jail. But <laughs> um, they're going to they're they're find, they're find the Gengar you get a hole in. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, like kind of like the popcorn bucket. Um, yeah, like like I definitely have the most stuff. It started out as kind of a hobby. Now it's more of an addiction. And uh, yeah, I, I think I have the most. I, I'm not. I don't have everything. And there's some people with some rarer stuff. But I think I've amassed the most uh, stuff. Definitely. Yeah, that's when um, when I moved. I pulled all my Lego from all its little nooks and crannies, and I had this just a humongous stack of Lego stuff. And our friend Truckin and Tuckin was helping me, and he was uh, appalled. And the funny <laughs> thing was, I thought I got all the Lego out of the house, right? And then I open up a cabinet, and I find 10 Ziploc bags of broken down sets. There's a motorcycle over here. Uh, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 10 broken down sets, like, in a cabinet 
doesn't have anything to do with anything. <laughs> like next to the plates. <laughs> uh, I'm just uh, like, oh, no. Actually, there's a bucket of miscellaneous tiny pieces on that desk I need, to br- I need to bring you my old Lego. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah I'll take it. I, I, I would actually love a, a Ice Planet 2002 set. That'd be fantastic. I bought... Um, um, I bought the Explorian spaceship off of Craigslist, and it, I was yeah. so pleased with myself for my purchase. Oh uh, yeah, I love this. I love the space Legos. I mean, so so my Gengar Pokemon shit. Um, that's the only collection I have. Like, I, I got rid of, sold everything, or family drama back in the day. Like, I don't, I don't have any shit aside from really this, and because I work in video games and at work and all that. Like at home, I don't really have anything there either. Like, I, I kind of boiled everything down. Uh, you know, everyone should have a hobby. Yeah. And I don't think anyone should ever uh, be ashamed of like doing something that they find fun. No, 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 no. But I mean, in the sense that it's easier to collect for something if you're only doing one fucking thing. Yeah, that's and true. I'm the fucking ga- and I'm the fucking Gengar guy. So unless you like collect anime body pillows or something, you should be ashamed no. of that. <laughs> well, whoa, and, and, whoa! I didn't know this podcast was about kink shaming. Jesus, <laughs> it is because kink shaming is my kink. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, well, uh, Justin, you want to hang out for some voicemails? I think we only have a few of them. Yeah, that's fine. All right, cool. Well, uh, this has been Here's What I Don't Get. I'm Tad Burt. I'm Tim the Handlebreaker. Catch you guys next week. If you want to call into the Here's What I Get hotline, call us at 704-750-9434 and tell us what you don't get. Or you can leave us a voicemail on our Discord channel under voicemail upload like uh, Skank Hunt. No, uh, we did Skank Hunt 42 last week. This one's from Jay, who sent us this care package, by the way. Triple T, it's Jay. And here's what I do get. The blessed silence of not having to interact with my peers anymore. Every time I get irritated at the artificial continuation of the lockdown thanks to our useless governor, I think to myself, that could be worse. I could be listening to the intellectually inbred takes of my classmates on BLM, Antifa, (laughs) gun control, Sleepy Joe, the government borrowing against everyone's future, and how I should really just go off in a corner somewhere and expire for the sin of being a white male. One of them made a Facebook group so we could stay in touch and keep the magic alive. I let the invite expire. Oh my god. Tab, you're absolutely right. It's exhausting to be in academia if you're not the left of Chairman Mao. And my life has improved immensely since I deleted Facebook. That was it. Stay furious. Yeah, deleting Facebook, that'll, that'll really change your life. I I truly cannot imagine what hell on earth it must be to be These days, in, in school right now. Even worse, yeah. Yeah, I remember mm-hmm. after the 2016 election, which I didn't give a fuck about, um, the day the day after the election. I think Trump, they announced that he won that night or mm-hmm. they went Nancy won the next day. I don't remember. Anyway, there was a big rally on campus. And then in the theater department, they launched the ghost light project to have theater is a light in these dark times. And I was like, you guys sound like Sauron just got the <laughs> ring and like the fucking shadow of Mordor is falling over all of us. It's a presidential candidate. Come on. So I imagine the uh, everything's even crazier. We got one here from uh, Crippled Jesus. 
Hey, Tab, it's Cripple Jesus. And uh, here's what I don't get. Masked faggots. Um, <laughs> I've run into a lot of these masked faggots. And uh, there's really no proof Mask. that masks fucking work at all other than dipshit government is telling you to wear them. And uh, here's the thing, right? We fucking, they burnt down buildings and caused riots because a black guy said he couldn't breathe. But when I, a crippled man, can't breathe and need a mask, you're just like, oh, quit being a pussy, wear a mask, you don't care about my life. <laughs> and uh, by the way, you are a boomer, and I, you're correct in that I don't care about your life because you literally don't provide anything positive. To society and uh, all these boomers are pretending like they lived life outside when really all you fucking did was watch Good Morning America in your 40 year old shitty recliner that doesn't even work so don't come at me and say that oh I was having a great life I, I was outside and social you fucking weren't you were inside just watching the fear mongering machine and now you want to pretend like that you had a wife before all the Chinese virus shit happened. I'm so fucking tired of the mask. There's literally no proof that they do anything. And they shut down my whole world. I, I can't even play poker because of this uh, virus that has a 99% survival rate. And, and this uh, is a guy that's probably at risk, too. <laughs> the population has it so uh yeah just fuck the world pretty much and uh keep up the podcast guys i've enjoyed catching up and uh go fuck yourself that's good to hear from cripple jesus yeah. do you guys have a mask mandate mandate out there in philly justin uh yeah yeah that sucks we have one here but it has absolutely no teeth there's there's no <laughs> in the mandate it's like uh, there's not really any punishment if you don't wear one. I, uh, so what's the point of it? Yeah. Just to. I mean, I'm 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 kind of a sheep to that kind of stuff. I think it's fine. I'm like, oh, I don't well, bother. So me. the governor of Georgia, uh, banned local governors. Local banned banned yeah. the cities from uh, making mask uh, ordinances and is now suing the Atlanta city of Atlanta for having one. But still, but and then here's the thing, right? So. I find most of the news stories on not the onion, which is like there are news. These news stories are so crazy. Yeah. You would think they're onion articles, but they're not. And this was this, this one said, um, Georgia governor believes everyone should wear masks, but is suing Atlanta. Like, yeah, yeah. he, he believes people should wear masks. He just doesn't believe that you should be forced to wear them. I'm I, I yeah, it's like, uh, it's like anything really. Yeah. Just, just you know, let let people choose, and I, I mean, I think generally speaking, most people will choose the safest option. Yeah, because like that's people want to be natural safe. <laughs> human reaction. Yeah. but the second for me personally, the second you go like you have to do this, I start, no thanks. I start to think ah uh, no, no. <laughs> no, especially especially because I'm I'm all about. How many people do you think are sick with the Kung flu in Tulsa right now? Todd, do you have a Not guess? Not enough. Three percent or two percent. Is it five thousand? No. 
Maybe. You are five times too high. Yeah. Is it a thousand? It is. Well, I was, I'm including people that. Total total that have had it is 5,000. Yeah. Uh, Total that are currently sick right now is 0.16% of Tulsa County's population. 0.16. Yeah. Well, no, you said 2%. That is uh, <laughs> 200 times. It's it's crazy to me. Like, I get it. If you live in New York, by all means, wear a mask. By all means, be afraid. Like, they're killing all your grandmas. But here in Tulsa, we ain't got shit going on. It's time to let it go. GT cuckold. Well, uh, who wants to choose? Justin, pick a number between 1 and 26. Oh, my favorite number is 27. Um... Let's see. Let, let's go with uh, lucky number 13. 13. So this is a this is a voicemail from Deadhelm. I'm starting it at 13 seconds, which means that I will turn it off at 43 seconds. Right now, uh, I'm going to Hobby Lobby with my mom. And she's like, whoa, let's fucking just wear your mask, wear your mask. I have asthma. <laughs> Fuck off, broad. And, uh, you know, I said, I have asthma and you cannot make me wear a fucking mask is what I told her because I'm <laughs> not polite to my mother. And then she's like, well, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, no. And you can get arrested in the Central Valley or Fresno County if you don't wear a mask. And that's bullshit. Go fuck yourselves later. There it is. <laughs> who Who was that? That is that is Deadhelm. He's a frequent caller to the show. And, um... Some fans do not like him, so one of our fans is donating $50 a month, and the caveat, he, he banned Deadhelm from leaving voicemails, but he left a caveat that Deadhelm can, leave, can have 30 seconds of any one voicemail played each week. So rather than like playing the first 30 seconds or the last 30 seconds, we're just choosing a random 30 <laughs> seconds to play. So you picked, ah. you, it's a 56-second voicemail. So oh, so I oh, I see. So I you see. pick thirteen. So I started at thirteen seconds in and played it for thirty seconds. And there's there's his voicemail for this week, which he only yeah, left he, one. So crazy. He he, yeah. he, he, he sounds like uh, he 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 has that that uh, that me- that uh, was it the methane burping thing that the cows have. He, he kind of <laughs> Justin's he, heard very thirty ex- seconds of a voicemail and he already hates him. <laughs> I'm glad Andy uh, didn't call in. I'm just trying to win points of the audience. I probably said a lot of stupid shit during uh, the podcast. We say stupid shit every week. Oh yeah, I don't think anybody listens to this no. show. <laughs> the, the, all the voicemails are just me calling in doing voices. <laughs> <laughs> I with Andy all along. <laughs> well, uh, Justin, thank you for uh, joining us this week. Um, I wish you great things in the future, and. Uh, This is us signing off. Yeah. See ya.